any of our uh, podcasts anymore. Like, I used to, like, listen through the podcasts. Right. And then I just started getting really self-conscious. And so I was like, I can't do that anymore. So now whatever we put out, if we do it when we're drunk, I just... I just go, hopefully it's okay, but I'm not listening to it. Wait, you guys edit stuff? No. So I need to self-edit today. Well, no, we can, well, actually, since we're we're doing it on the phone, no. You'll have to self-edit. Self-edit. We do, we have a full, so we have full episodes, too, which are like three hours long. They've got commercials, they've got all this stuff, but we haven't had time to do it, but we finally. But the commercials are fake, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. For fake products? We write the commercials. I don't think I've heard any of those. All the stuff I've listened to y'all is like, y'all just talking about, like. Those are the smoke sessions. Yeah, smoke sessions. Yeah, we do those just because we're all. They're easier. We don't have time right now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we've got a ton of commercials. We've released like some commercial collections. You should check them out. You might think they're fun. I have to check them out. But anyways, I'm driving so much, I'm on it all the time. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, it is good to be back. We've got ourselves a good time and guest. We got first Shane Britt. You may have heard of the first guest. Yeah, yeah welcome to the yeah, show. First real guest. Yeah, cool we've that? had our retard, we've had our dipshit we've had our friends, friends on. on but like, that doesn't count. Well, I hope your dipshit friends aren't listening. They're gonna be hurt. No, no, they know. We sent meaner things to their face. Yeah. Uh, you guys may remember. That's how we like to operate. You guys may remember Shane Bread from the Roosters Fest story, the uh, Tall Paul's Cabin in the Woods story. Yep. I'm part of stories. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Oh, oh dude, a, if you listen back, you got a name like, in this town, buddy. We've got a, we've got a Roosters Fest smoke sesh we did. I don't know a couple months back, right after Roosters Fest, and we just fucking talking nothing but good things about you and just everybody Tom that Paul. was there. Like, right. I was going to say, I, you guys can talk all the shit you want. I just don't know if I'm going to go listen back to it. <laughs> Again, that's for the subconscious. That guy's a fucking <laughs> asshole. Nah, not even close. No, you'll, probably be annoyed, you'll probably be annoyed with how nice we're talking about you. <laughs> but like, fuck It makes guys. me uncomfortable. I keep going like... <laughs> We're, we're we, like, we got a blast on it. It's a love fest. Yeah. We're being too nice. Yeah, yeah. we got to talk a little bit of shit. <laughs> Somebody tell him what a piece of shit he is. Yeah, he's asshole. Hurry up. <laughs> oh. So you just flew in from Dallas. I did, dude. It has been a wild couple of weeks. Um, last Wednesday night, we loaded the van up and we left Safford and drove to Grapevine. And how far is Safford from here? Uh, Safford's like three and a half hours from here. Okay. Probably three hours-ish. Um... Drove to Grapevine. We played in Grapevine, Texas, with our buddy Jordan Nix. And then we drove down to the Hill Country on Friday. And we played Cheatham Street Warehouse with Austin Mead. Oh, and, nice. I've uh, listened to his tunes. Yeah, he's killer. Yeah. And You're then Austin Minstrel. What? <laughs> Great guy. Great guy. No, I have not. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk after the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we did uh, Friday Night with Austin Mead, and then uh, TJ and I are huge fans of this band called Thieving Birds that haven't played a gig in like two years, and before then didn't play much, mm-hmm. and they happened to be in New Braunfels that next night. Oh, nice. So we hung out, and then Coop was playing the next day, mm-hmm. so we hung out and did that. I was almost going to go play with Coop, and then I, but then I had the thing up in Pine, and so I couldn't and make it. And he ended up all acoustic, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, when I walked in to, so the Sunday thing was called Sunday Serenade with this um, this organization out of Texas called Galley Winter. Every year they do river jamming, so it's like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of like all kinds of different music and stuff. But Sunday Serenade is always at the float house, it's always acoustic, and it's like a shit ton of people, three or four at a time, doing song swap style. Nice. So we went to support Coop to do that. When I walked into the float house, Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. It's all good. Dalton, uh, Dalton Domino stopped me, and he's like, hey, 
or how long are you in town? I said, I just, I'm going home tomorrow. I got to work. And he said, you should just stay in town because we're playing this big show with Slade, Coulter, Jacob Selly, and all these people in Stephenville next weekend. Just stay and come to that. I was like, well, I can't stay. Yeah. I got to work, but I'll be back. And so I hopped on a flight early yesterday morning, <laughs> flew in, Coop picked me up at the airport, drove to Stephenville, got through sound check, hauled ass to Wendy's, changed in a field outside. Of <laughs> That's rock and roll, baby. <laughs> Threw a shirt on, uh, played our, we just, we were openers, so we did like an acoustic song swap set, but then the rest of the night was just bangers, band, there was like four full band sets last night. Nice. So then it was like one o'clock in the morning and we were hammered and had to figure out how to get back to, uh, back to somewhere close to the airport. Uh-huh. So I just started calling people. Coop was driving and I was calling people. And the first place we found that had like a shuttle because he had to fly out at like, he had to be at the airport at five this morning, oh, which is three Arizona time. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. So he's like, dude. You don't have to be there like an hour after I have to be there, so you can sleep another 30 minutes, but I need you to take the rental car back for me. So I was just calling places trying to find somewhere that had like an airport shuttle, mm-hmm. and we ended up in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Ramada. Pretty rough. It was a Ramada that was, it was rough. <laughs> the that Ramada was the beacon is, in, in yeah. the dark. The beacon in the- it, you know how like hotels, sometimes like cheap hotels smell like cleaning, cleaning stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This place smelled like fucking like fabuloso or something. Really? <laughs> like they didn't even spend the money on dollar store cleaning yes, stuff. Yes. Uh-huh. They they just went in and ho yeah, dude, it was Ugh. it was bad. But like I said, we I maybe slept for two hours, Coop slept for like an hour, hour and a half. Jeez. So we literally just needed a place to collect your thoughts basically. It's yeah. a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll, man. <laughs> but it was fun and then I had to get back here because I wasn't gonna turn this down. And well I, hey, well, we're glad that you're here. This is the chance of a lifetime. You're, <laughs> uh, you're gonna <laughs> see your yeah, numbers. My very this is my very first podcast appearance. <laughs> well, <right>. Yeah. <laughs> you start starting off with a hot one. With a hot one. <laughs> no uh well we're glad you made it because uh I mean that's a hell of a haul though. Yeah, yeah it's and uh, I think me and Coop played like 45 minutes. Really? Yeah, so if you cut that in half, because we split songs, <laughs> yeah. I flew all that way and played for like 20, 20 minutes. 25 minutes. Songs. Dude, it's totally worth it, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That place is super special. The people are super special, and I was just stoked to be a part of all of it. What's the name of the place? It's called Melody Mountain. Um, there's a studio there. That's where, I don't know if you've <coughs> heard of Larry Joe Taylor Fest or LJT Fest. Mm-hmm. Huge Texas music festival, and that's where they have it every year. And they've kind of just turned it into a compound. So when you pull in out there, it's like a country thunder size stage that's permanent. Nice. And it's a working farm. So they basically, when it comes time, just slot off all the pastures and rent out. <laughs> hey. it's, it's like country thunder, basically. Yeah. But then when you pull into the main area, they have like some ranch houses that they rent out. But they put a venue in. It's like a Texas style dance hall. Damn. That's, that's sweet. Super cool. And, and it, like the whole thing is out in the middle of nowhere, basically. We were like 15 miles outside of Stephenville, <laughs> which is a so, place I've never. Do we been. know much so, about yeah. Stephenville? <laughs> Stephenville's a pretty small college town, and in Texas, it's kind of unique because it doesn't have an interstate going through it. So, mm. like typically, all your major cities yeah. in Texas have I-35 or 10, and so this is a decent-sized town that doesn't, doesn't have, have a it. main thoroughfare, and so it's still kind of pure. It doesn't have all the. I don't know. It's got a super small town feel. It, yeah, there's it probably two hundred thousand people there, just kind of spread out. I mean, that's perfect because you got all the stuff you need there. But if you can retain that small town feel, that's really right. what you want. Yeah. And Tarleton's there, 
and it's a so it's a rodeo capital of the world. Tons, oh, shit. tons of pro NFR people. All the the rodeo people. That's kind of where they all. What's nice. the uh, what's the college there? Tarleton. Oh. It's a rodeo college. I bet the bees okay. can. I bet the bees can beat them in football. I don't <laughs> yeah. know, dude. <laughs> no, they uh, they're they're primarily a rodeo school, so. That's most pretty badass. Of, most of your PBR no retirees, a lot of your retired ropers. Um, I go for PBR. But if it's crazy because I had the mess during the NFR, and so I sat at home for like 10 days, and mm-hmm. I watched all of the NFR. Mm-hmm. Like 90% of them are from there. Really? really? Yeah. Damn. Wow. Like, the Americans, because you got a lot of people there. Brazil, Brazil and shit. Yeah. But yeah. Those little, those little Mexicans. Right. Those so guys can ride, man. From Brazil, I call them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I think they get pissed at the Mexicans. That's why I don't hang out with them. I used to live on a ranch outside of China and out little outside of Waco, Texas, in China Spring. And this Chilean dude, they brought him in to break horses. His name was Ernesto, and he'd get a little tipsy every once in a while. But we just <laughs> shared this big double wide trailer in the middle of nowhere. And uh, dude, he would get so <laughs> mad, like really beat red, fighting mad if you called him Mexican. <laughs> Uh, I was just back. We were just <laughs> so bad. You call him Spaniard, and he's not really a Spaniard. He's, <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't he's okay get, with that. He's like, he's like that's a catch-all term. Me. That'll technically work. <laughs> we were back in Oregon for like a week last week, and my grandpa was telling me about how the Mexicans don't mind if you call them wetbacks. And I was like, Grandpa, I don't think that's accurate. I don't think that's you know, true. I was like, it might have been all. true when you were a kid and they couldn't do anything about it, but I don't think that's accurate anymore. This is 2021. Yeah, I don't think you could just be saying that, Grandpa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what grandpas are for. Yeah. Those guys are going to be slowly going <laughs> yeah. away, and all of that just inadvertent, right. awkward, pr- pretty funny it was but yeah, wrong. But it was hilarious. Wait until we're adults so, and you, assuming people's genders and getting, <laughs> you can't do that, Grandpa. Like, as you got as I got older though, it was like super awkward. When I was a kid, it was funny. But yeah, like, my grandpa was so racist. Yeah, right. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah. and it's funny. Like as a kid, ha ha ha, and then you get older, and you're like, you understand the context. Cool, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> my grandmother would not go to grocery stores like where there was black kids there because she didn't want black people bagging her groceries, and I'm just like. <laughs> What? Are you kidding me? Yeah, like, yeah I don't get that. It was the, it was the it's 90s. It's like, you don't have to bag it, right? Who cares who's bagging <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, it was a wild time back then. Well, there's yeah. a, uh, there's a We've Mark, grown. We've learned. There's a Mark Norman joke, better. which is, racism is a lot like Nickelback. It's fun <laughs> to joke about, but uh, you hate to see it live. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty that's good, a, right? Yeah, that's a great that's joke. That's funny. And hey, would you okay, grab me a beer? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with racist jokes. Sure. Yeah. As long as we're as long across as it's a the joke. board, right? It's yeah. a joke. Like, you make yeah. fun of me for being white, whatever. But it seems like everybody's gotten super sensitive lately. So They have, and I think that's why you have to not double down, but, like, <clears throat> if you talk to most people, like, that aren't weird about it, most people are, would, would want you to joke about. Right. Like, they think it's funny because they see the stereotype as well and they know it doesn't necessarily apply to them they just think it's funny too because they get it like right. most people are down with people joking about it because <coughs> well, most people are normal especially if you're like 
somebody who people are afraid to joke about, yeah. and that makes you feel abnormal or left out. Yeah. You just want to be a part of the joke. The guy in the wheelchair the wants somebody to joke about him. He because yeah. then he feels right. like he, he belongs. Want to apologize. Yeah. No. He doesn't want you to make him feel like he's less than He wants to feel like a part of the group. I also prefer when they're not fucking assholes. Though. Yeah, agreed. Well, yeah. Agreed. <laughs> was the other day I like went to open a door for a guy. He's like, I can do it. I was like, really? I, I opened the door for everybody. <laughs> yes. Like ran into one of those yeah, guys. Dude, I was like, you should have pushed I, him outside, I, shut the door in his face. I'm like, all right, fucking. I open, open the door for like if somebody's coming. I, I open whoever the door. Is. I hold the door. It's not just the guy on wheels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought of that. Uh, I don't even remember what movie it is, but it's the it's the uh, the mullet dude. What's Joe his Dirt? name? No. Joe Dirte. Kenny. Kenny Powers. Kenny Powers. <laughs> what movie is he in when he rolls around the counter and he's in that hand, that wheelchair and he like whips out the little, <coughs> the staff and they're like, oh, you're handicapped. And he's he's like, handicapped. Oh, he's like handicapped, <laughs> bitch. And then it's like, due date. Takes his knees out. Due date. Yeah, when he's behind. Takes his knees he's out. Behind the, yeah, he's like, I fought for your country. I fucking love Kenny Powers. I mean, that's not even his name, but he is Kenny Powers, Danny McBride. Danny McBride, that's right. Oh, is that his real name? Yeah. yeah. I think the first time I saw him was he was doing those, like, 80s snowmobile videos. Oh, yeah. Where he was, like, dressed in 80s on, like, an 80s ski and yeah. just doing stupid shit oh. with this mullet. Yeah. Be, and now movies everybody movies has a mullet, and everybody has uh, his... <coughs> the stunner son, shades? Dude, my son has... Two or three pairs of them. It's a thing. Nice. They, have you they're seen? sweet. They're like they are definitely coming back in a big way. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen which are pretty uh, badass shades? Really, they're a little ridiculous, but that's part of it. Well, they're all polarized. Yeah. And they you all go like fishing. all the bright colors and have they're not seen? cheap either. Those are like no. seventy. Bucks. Have you seen Hot Country Nights? Uh-uh. The Dirks Bentley like fake country no. band. They released oh, a full album. Oh yeah, I've, I've yeah. heard a couple of the songs, but seen them all 90s out. Yeah, he's always got a pair of those pit vipers on his face and a pair and a pair just up, on, up his on, his on his head. Always. That's awesome. Dirk Bentley's fucking awesome. I think awesome. Trev's got like three pairs of them. And when he first got them, I was giving him a hard time and then now it's like, <laughs> like, they, like everybody has them. Yeah. I can't. Mullets are coming back. Like mullets, <laughs> mullets and are pit vipers are coming way. back in a big My way. My buddy Jordan Nix came to Grapevine to open for us. Met him in Mexico with Dalton and those guys. He has a permed mullet. Nice. Feathered and lethal. It's a, it's a thing, dude. I'm all about it. Our buddy Gage, he's working he's on it. He's got one. a sweet mullet. If Kevin shaves the sides a little bit or like trims <coughs> them down, Kevin could have a sweet Yeah, but see, if I get a mullet now, now I'm just following the trend of having a mullet. No, yeah, I know, but you've got a strong head of hair. It would come be... in and then just hold it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I started growing the beard before people were doing beards. Right. And I, you just keep I just it. Like, keep it. Yeah. Yeah. But you I, can get the sidelines. I need like the old. Yeah. I, need the, I need the Billy Ray Cyrus mullet, like the aggressive. You can get the lightning bolt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might have to do it just for that. Say what? I mean, you're a comedian. <laughs> do it for the joke. Get fucking lightning bolts on this he, side. Leo Vaughn, he's like one of the funniest dudes ever. Yeah. His mullet rules. He's got a. He's got a dirty mullet. That yeah. guy. Have you seen his videos where he does? Uh, the Rat King, like the wrestling thing? No. Uh, Alright, well after the podcast, we're good. I haven't seen any of it. I just, I found his podcast through, I don't remember where I found it, but I've been listening to a ton of his podcasts. No, no, never mind. It's first. <coughs> Netflix. His Netflix special yeah. is hilarious. Oh, yeah. no offense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. And then I remember hearing that he had a podcast, and I've been on the road so much with work and stuff. I just put, I got those AirPods. Oh, yeah. Super nice to have. Yeah. And so I just throw in, like, I don't even turn on the radio in the truck anymore. I just have uh, podcasts running in my ears. Dude, podcasts are easy to get into a groove with them, too. And I don't, 
now I'm listening to way more music, but like for a while I was listening to almost no music and I was like, as a musician, I should probably be listening to at least a little bit of music, but it's so easy because podcasts, music, you know what you're about to listen to. Right. Podcasts, anything could happen. <laughs> and that's part of the fun of it. Everything's fresh every time. Well, and some of his stuff gets out there quick. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, other times it's freaking awesome. Yeah. So I never, you never know. And I'm kind of taking a break from listening to music right now. I'm, I've gotten like burnout, not burned out on music. Burnout on, there hasn't been anything come out in a long time that has that really inspired gets you. me yeah. and like got me excited. So I just Sturgill's got a new album coming out August twentieth. Really? Yeah. yeah. The dude and Juanita. Oh, that's the his story Juanita. record. I, yeah. I read an interview where he was talking about how he wanted to tell a story start to finish. Yeah, yeah I'm stoked about it. I just wish he would quit with all the drama. Like I'm not. I mean, this may be my last. I know. Record. I know. He needs to stop doing I that. I hate the music business. But it was kind of funny hearing him blast on his label. Oh that, yeah. That uh. How he spent like a million of their dollars for some cartoon that he didn't even care about <laughs> yeah. because it was their money. Yeah. yeah. No, Sturge likes to stick it to the establishment, but he does <coughs> let himself get embroiled too much. And it's like, I really liked him when he was like on Joe Rogan for the first time in like 2013 or whatever, right after Meta Modern came out. And he was just unknown and they just got talking about weird shit and... The universe and fucking court guon plasma or whatever. Rogan has a thing for like getting out there quick. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. Rogan's a weirdo. I haven't, I I can only listen to his podcast if it's somebody that I yeah am interested. That's in. That's what I do too. Yeah, I yeah. I, I used to try to listen to every single one because it was the only podcast like I used to listen to. But brainwaves. Yeah. And, yeah. I now know. I have to. I have to. I pick specific. I should say I'm not smart enough to enjoy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's got some yeah. that. Yeah. When he has like experts on, like mathematicians and shit, it's like, bro, yeah. get the fuck. I'm out. not. First of all, with that. first of all, Joe Rogan doesn't even understand what's going on, and no. he's in the room. Me, yeah. that's not a chance. That's funny. Now, what were we talking about before we started? We we're talking about listening to music, right? Yeah. Yeah. Music. People First that podcast. Nothing, nothing and... good has come out. That's yeah. Just. I don't know. I hope some good shit comes out soon. I mean, the last like, uh, the last good album that I remember. Well, that's not Eric Church just had two pretty good albums. They were okay, but I had really like I had higher uh, expectations. I had, yeah, yeah. Dude, I had uh, <clears throat> what's the one with uh, all the bangers on it? My kids, we listen Desperate to it a ton. Chief. No, it, um, it has. Uh, the one right before it has Mr. Misunderstood. Mr. Misunderstood. Yeah. yeah. I had like Mr. Misunderstood hopes yeah. <clears throat> for the stuff that was coming out. <coughs> Desperate Man was killer. I yeah. love Desperate and Man. And it has a boop, 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 yeah. boop, 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 It's got a cool groove. Well, he made like a really cohesive sound. Like right. he kept the guitar sounds from front to back. Like Right. And I pay for his... Uh, to be a member of his thing. The church choir? Because he literally just throws stuff in there that... Did you get his third album then? Yeah. Is it how's that one? It's it's good, but it's not like Is it the same as Hard Mr. Misunderstood good? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think there was one on there on the um is the heart that we got? The church choir got? No, I think you church got Church Choir got and, and the and Heart because Soul heart came out. Soul heart wrong. and Soul came out on but and was and the those were like one. cool, complete thoughts in themselves. There just wasn't anything that blew me away. Right. And I think there was one song on and that I really liked. But it was pain because I'm so lazy with my phone. Like, if I can't just click it and, and play it, yeah. listen to it, I'm not going to go hunt it down and download it and figure out how to put it in a file. That's why you got to get the music to the people because at this point, people don't have the, the patience to, like, actually search it out anymore. No. It needs to be right there so you can just play it. And like I love it. supporting, like, I swear to God, I will go buy people's records on Bandcamp to give them the money and yeah. never touch it. Yeah. yeah. Because I 
I don't even know how to work it. I used to load CDs onto my computer and then get it on iTunes and then right. put it on my iPod and it's like that just doesn't work anymore. Yeah, I used to have one of those like cassette player looking iPods and you'd spend hours on the computer getting all the playlists on there. Uh, Shane, I was doing that up until about six months ago. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, I, I bought a new... I. So my old iPod went out maybe five years ago and I drove all over Oregon searching for 120 gig to be fair, iPods. to be fair, he's also cashed his checks at the bank until like six months ago. Too. That's also true. So I didn't realize you could do it he's online. A fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can see yeah. The picture now. Yeah, I, I know, know that. I he know used that to now. go to the bank and like fill out the forms, dude. Yeah, he's fucking dumb. Old school. That's right. Dumb. He's an old soul. He's dumb. That's how he's I like to roll. He's a dumb, dumb. old soul. He's dumb a dumb soul. person. <laughs> Sweet guy. Hell of a good guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys have to get, like, we have to get Coop in here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we got Laura, Laura and Paul would be a good one. Oh, yeah. definitely. I want to do one with Laura and Paul and then with them individually as well. So we had this idea when we released uh, Lucky Stars to have Paul come down to Safford. We have a studio at my house. Mic up the studio and have him, like, do a podcast-type interview and ask us about it. So the record wasn't released yet. Mm -hmm. He had it. So he listened through it and like got all these questions together, and he was gonna like interview us song by song about the record. Nice. Well, he ended up drinking like a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Tall bottle, though. You in the say. first like forty-five minutes. Mm -hmm. So needless to say, it's like four and a half hours of shit we cannot ever. <laughs> No, you can't it have the cold super, trains getting canceled. It was super fun, like talking about all the songs and everything, but he just got too shit out. Yeah. Well, in like we've had a couple minutes. like that, but we just they're like that's yeah, we've never, had a couple. That's never like, going we well. Went south, yeah. Oh, yeah, went south quick. Well, because we'll like we'll be like you want a podcast, and it's like yeah, and then it'll be later at night. We're still drinking. It's like you ready to do this? It's like let's do it. <laughs> we've already well, got, we got a, a shotgun or yeah, something. We've already got a buzz going before we start, and then two hours in, we're then we smoke some hammered. weed, and it just gets out of hand. Right, Everything and then just head south. Yeah, head south quick. And, and then, then you wake up the next morning and you go, "I have no idea what I said, that. but I know that it had to have been bad." Right. There's no editing. <laughs> it was definitely no. something offensive said. Oh man, and it's like you don't want to like when you're at that level, you don't really want to listen to how you behaved either. Yeah. So you're not gonna go through it. You know, yeah, weed out. You, through it like, you don't want to listen to yourself, and you definitely don't want anybody else listening. No. Yeah, so that's funny. Yeah, so like, that I, happened, I know a, that I was joking and that was fucked up. Yeah. I don't want anybody to hear yeah. this. <laughs> you all disappointed in yourself. <laughs> oh man, like you're such an asshole. What a few mornings <laughs> like that. Oh, but uh, that's a cool idea about you know if it had gone more successfully. But it's a cool idea having sort of interview like track I, by I track. Think <laughs> I think, when we do new music, I think we're going to do something where we release something that, like, tells the story about the songs. Yeah. Because it's usually the number one questions we get when stuff comes out after people have long enough to dig in is, like, questions about the songs. And I love answering the questions. Oh, absolutely. So That's I how I would... I kind of wanted to do that when I put out my CD is, like... We never got around to it, but I wanted to do it a track-by-track thing so you could break down kind of your idea behind the track, where the right. songwriting came from, well, where we the got instrumentation. The idea was Pat Green was a massive influence on me and Tej. Fucking way And he, uh, like, only Pat since late 90s, late 90s for yeah. me. And he's such a big part of the Texas music scene. But he advertised that he was putting out a record... And it was all of his songs, and accompanying each song was the story behind the song. That's cool. And I was like so excited, and then I got it, and it was, he was like, 
So on this, like he was reading, like no, oh, really? <laughs> it was just monotone. Yeah, I thought like people were gonna, like he was in an interview and people yeah. were like, so when did you write this song? He like had it written. <laughs> he just was, like, read the transcript. Very super robotic, and I was like, that's a cool idea, but that's not the execution. That's poor execution. When I was in high school, I recorded like a little acoustic album of my own songs. Terrible. But I recorded it. Yeah, like, you were in high school. <laughs> yeah, and it just wasn't great. But then, like, I typed out basically that track by track and the explanation. And I hope that there's none of those in circulation anymore That's because funny. just picturing what I put on there were has been yours? the most embarrassing. Were they your songs or were they covers? They were my songs. And I got, I got <laughs> a snap. I wonder. if it was covers and he was writing his <laughs> yeah, own story for right. the covers. I want to know what high school. This is my journey Austin, with this song. I want to know the songs that high school age Austin Swing you with. Uh, I had this really cool idea that girls, yeah. they just want to have fun. <laughs> 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 that would be great, dude. <laughs> oh, I really believe in the idea behind this song. Oh, no, I got a uh, I got a snap from uh, an ex girlfriend a couple days ago. With she had a CD that I gave to her with explanations on songs, and I'm not sure which CD it was because I put out just a bunch of different little stuff when you I was in high get school. Her to send it to you. I should, but I feel like she's gonna hold on to it. But the point is, I was like, oh, please throw that away. I don't want you looking through that because. Uh, Dude, she probably listens to it when she goes to bed at night. It's nostalgic. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but like right in high, when you're in like high school love, you say such dumb fucking shit. And <laughs> it's like, I don't know what I typed on that sheet of paper when I gave it to her. I know that I put love Austin and but I was like, God The thing damn is it. with high school love, like it's real for then. It yeah. is. Like I, I've had to come But you don't want that to see the light of day now. Right. Well, having a son that's like getting ready to turn 18 and like seeing the backside of it, like you realize that like whatever it is to you at that point is as real. real as it gets. Yeah. I mean, that's a fact. Because you can't, it's like, you, you know, it's like if you go back and tell yourself, look, dude, if, when I got out of, into high school or out of elementary school, if I'd have known that, like, lunch detention wasn't that big of a deal, I'd have <laughs> whipped so many more kids' asses. Yeah, like, like if like, I just had to go give a lunch up, I'd have been fucking people. No, yeah, yeah, like, you think referrals are, like, a big deal. It's like, you bro, don't that doesn't going on your permanent record. Yeah, that and you get to middle shit. school, and they're like, you screw up here, you, you, you get suspended for three days. You get to do that again, you get expelled. I'm yeah. like, I should have whooped all these kids' asses in, <laughs> yeah. like, fourth grade. Grade school's a blank check. <laughs> yeah. Just get after it. <laughs> And then you get out of high school. No repercussions. You get out of high school and it's like jail. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. It's like, dude, I'd have done so much more dumb <laughs> shit in high school <laughs> if I had known I'd just get a slap on the wrist. I mean, how long do you have to go to juvie for? Exactly. <laughs> it just out. keeps ramping yeah. up. <laughs> ramping up. Yeah. So same idea. Like, you don't yeah. know what you don't yeah. know. Yeah. So it was real well, and then. in high school or even junior high, that's the most unfettered emotions. Like, right. when yeah. you get older and you're in love, like, you're in love, but like, it's well, all shaved around. Grass. You've you got a little you more. You haven't had your heart broken yet, at that yeah. point. Yeah. And you don't. Your idea of love is whatever has been introduced to you growing up. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like me. I had my parents have been together since they were kids, so my and like they didn't fight. Well, they fought, but we never saw them. Yeah. Fight. So I had this like weird vision of like this fairy tale love. This is how it is. And then I start dating girls, and they're all crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. This is not what I saw there. They're crazy, and you're a little bit of an asshole. And it's like, what's, this is what's what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. This is not how I saw this, this going. This is not love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's different for everybody. But yeah, I guess if you go back, and it'd be cool to read it and remember. remember. Yeah. I would like to read it, but I want to see. I also, I, know, I also am still aware of what I was like in high school, and I, I was lame. Yeah. Oh, man. 
I want to see the set list. Is Dude, what I speaking want to see. Of, speaking of game, I'm gonna completely take us left left track. Do here. it. Let's go. So me and Coop, we get out of Sunday Serenade. It's on the float house, and in New Braunfels, it's a music town. It's a tiny town in the hill country, music town. But there's these local hangs, and tons of musicians live there. So they nice. don't play there, but they all live there. So we were going out. Everybody's at Billy's, this place. So we sit down. We're hanging out with our friends. And uh, this guy shows up. And he like comes up to the table I'm sitting on, and he's like shoulder against shoulder. But he doesn't move his shoulder. <laughs> like I'm sitting here, mm-hmm. hanging out. And he looks at me. And the dude, this this phrase is burned into my brain. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But he goes, "Hey, Daddy." <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm gonna catch up right there. Sir. And for that reason, <laughs> I'm out. Serious is a heart attack. But we're sitting there with all of our friends, new friends, old friends. Hey, Daddy. And I'm not homophobic at all. Like, I it doesn't bother me. No, but it'll catch you off guard. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> me, dude. So we're sitting there. It's a compliment. He's. It's late. <laughs> it's this almost a, the ultimate compliment. This is a Sunday in New Braunfels. Like <laughs> Sunday <laughs> night closing. T- I mean, we're we're an hour from last call on a Sunday uh-huh. in New Braunfels. <laughs> Everybody's hammered. This dude comes up, and all the girls are like smiling, like ha ha. Like they know, know what's about they to know go what's down, up, right? Well, he's there. <coughs> so he goes in, and he's like, still got his shoulder against me. He's like, hey. Did you know they're having a shoulder rub competition tonight? <laughs> and I'm thinking, this guy's got game for days. Yeah. And I looked at him and he goes, no, I'm being serious. I was like, okay, what's the deal? And he goes, 60 seconds, shoulder rub. I'm the judge. But the winner gets a $100 gift card to Billy's, which is the bar that we're sitting in, which he doesn't own, doesn't have. No. <laughs> he definitely doesn't have the authority to be giving away no. $100. And he goes... He like turns the show and he goes, "Get to rubbing, bitch." <laughs> I was like, I was at that point. I'm like, he's not like he's not he's being serious. Like, yeah, he's yeah. joking, but he's being legitimate. Confidence <laughs> will. It's like oh, I guess I'm doing this. Confidence is half the it's battle. Kind of uncomfortable, but I'm like, I'm good, man. Like no, you know, thing. And that's so I start talking or whatever. And uh, he he continues he continues on. Well, he's standing here. And, like I have my hands on this like high top table, and he's standing here. Well, he puts his his hand on my arm, and I'm like, again, not bothering me. Like I'm not uncomfortable or whatever. But then the thumb starts <laughs> wagging back, and we're like three or four minutes into his hand on my arm. So I decide like I have to get up. Like I'm kind of trapped here. Like I can't bob and weave. I gotta move. And this dude's serious. <laughs> this guy's getting aggressive. He stands up. And he comes, he puts his arm around me, and I'm thinking, he tells me how much he loves big bearded men. He keeps touching my stomach, which is super uncomfortable. That is uncomfortable. uncomfortable. And, uh, super so I'm uncomfortable. Thinking, who's bigger and more bearded than me? Fucking Coop. Coop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I put my arm, I, he puts his arm around me while well, I put my arm around him, and I'm like, I want to introduce you to somebody. Good move. So we walk around the table. Well, I feel so bad about this, dude. So we walk <laughs> yeah, around the table, yeah. and he sees Coop, like, and it's, dude. It's I'd like pawn a, him off on Kevin. It was like a movie. <laughs> you have to. At that point, you have to do what you got to do. He, we walk around the table, and Coop's, like, talking to someone, and he's not even mean it, but he's all, like, leaned up against the bar, like, just a stone-cold fox. <laughs> 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 we come around the corner, and I'm like, I want to introduce you to my friend Coop. Dude, this guy's eye, his name was Adam. His Light eyes up. got the size of saucers. <laughs> it was like Christmas Day. So I take him up to Coop, Let's and I'm like, go. hey, Coop, I want you to meet my friend Adam. And he goes, oh. <laughs> so 
he starts in on Coop. So I like kind of escape for a little bit. Well, he keeps like rounding us up. So me and Coop realize that like, we kind of have to stick together and we got to kind of keep moving around this bar, visiting with people so oh, we yeah. can kind of be on the move, <laughs> right? I, I told this girl, I'm like, if this is what, if this is what it's like for y'all, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Like, everything, I can't yeah. imagine having to go out and like, you're just trying to have a fun time and like, <laughs> right. And he kept like grabbing our ass. Dude, so here, we're in New Braunfels. It's 96, 86% humidity. Oh, yeah. And we've been in no air conditioning from the time that we got <laughs> Sweaty, <laughs> drinking. And he's just handfuls of ass. Ugh. Like, when he would walk by, and I'm thinking, did you just get whatever you deserve at this point? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. on you. That's on you. You deserve, actually, you deserve whatever you get. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't even feel bad. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so he keeps going. And uh, he comes up to me and Coop, and we're standing somewhere else. Somebody else is standing there talking to us, and he puts his arm around Coop, and he goes, so, did y'all decide who's going first? I was like, this I'm is I'm sorry, like, what? <laughs> super uncomfortable right now, right? And uh, I go, Coop goes, well, I'm married. You know, and he shows him his ring. Well, I'm thinking, quick, I, I used to be married. So I'm like, dude, I get it. I, I'm married, man. Yeah. This is another phrase that's burned Uh-oh. into my brain for the rest of my life. He goes, rings don't plug buttholes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? Oh, he, game for days. No shit. Yeah, lines for that days. That boy does not have quit in him. That no. is for sure. And, uh, well, if you're a gay guy in a small town in Texas, you probably I mean, got to be pretty well, aggressive. Especially, I mean, Texas, yeah. too. Like When our buddy Bob... Uh, he's the bass player for Midnight River Choir. He said that Bob's a big bearded dude too, and he said that he actually had to like lose his shit after a while because really? it was like it wasn't funny anymore. It was like super uncomfortable. And he said, but he's really he's like the only gay guy I know in town. And so me and Cooper stand at the bar, and this other big bearded guy comes around. He's an older dude. He was all white. He comes around. And he puts his hand on our shoulder. He goes, "I'm so glad y'all are here tonight." It's like, yeah. He goes, "Yeah, you're giving me a break from Adam." <laughs> oh, yeah. He was like a regular. <laughs> Oh, uh, so he comes, like, he's standing there, and, he, and the, what started... So this comes, guy's got a reputation. Well, and so he, <laughs> he tells, he says, he goes, we got to take a picture. It's like, well, I got to, this is going to be my new grinder profile pic. It's like, hey. So I told Kuba, like, I know, grinder profile pic. So he, <laughs> hey. he, puts his, he puts his arm, like, he gets between me and Coop, and so, like, he puts his arm around me and puts his arm around Coop. Well, then he, like, super gay style, like, throws his legs in the air. <laughs> So me and Coop like are trying to catch him. Well, the whole bar has cameras out at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, while getting the circus, <laughs> and I'm like trying to like I wasn't expecting him to jump. So like, right. I kind of halfway have his leg on my arm, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at all these people like, what the fuck is going on? And he's screaming at us, "Don't act like I'm heavy, bitch! Don't act like I'm heavy!" <laughs> he was, like, was he a big dude? No. I just didn't know what to do. Right, yeah. So he's like, put me down. We're doing this again. <laughs> so there's a picture somewhere. <laughs> on his grinder. Me and Coop basically have this guy sitting on our shoulders <laughs> all smiling. That's fun to have that circulating out there. I wish yeah, I could see Bill, it. Yeah, and it's a great story, and I'm sure he's oh, the nicest story. guy. Yeah. But the worst <laughs> part of the whole night was he came up to me like I was sitting down again, and he comes up and like in my ear, and he goes, sure you don't want to change your mind? I'm like, no, man, I'm, I'm good. Never been and more sure in my life. Kisses my neck. Ugh. And I have like... Probably sweaty. Sweaty stubble, <laughs> man stubble Ugh. neck feel. And he bounds off 
end of the night. Look, I'm not above kissing. I'm not above literally, kissing the guy in the cheek or the neck. I've done it many times. Literally, kiss guys on the lips. It oh. was rough. If I have to, but it made. That's a great story, dude. <laughs> that's a fun. That's a fun. <laughs> that's a fun. At when you're not in the moment so anymore. I, that's a fun story. When I saw Coop, I got in the car and I was like. Hey, Daddy. <laughs> hey, Daddy. <laughs> was that his opening line on Coop, too? No, he was just oh. super excited to see Coop. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. He's just a big old boy. It's a lot of meat. I have a picture where he wanted to get a picture of Coop, and he's got his, like, leg up in front of him, wrapped around him, and you can see how Coop's just not really... Into it? Oh, not yeah. Not really into the picture. But well, I, I had a time in uh, the fraternity where I was hanging out with my buddy and then his friend. buddy... The frat. This is almost this is almost a record for the longest amount of time before the frat gets brought up. Yo, that's no, <laughs> that's only partially true. But uh, this other dude, he was super chill. We we're all hanging out, and then a couple beers in. Every time he would laugh, he'd grab my leg and he would move up the thigh, and I went, "This is not what I bargained for." <laughs> and you just go, "I'm all for you know however you feel, but I'm not on board. It's <laughs> not my jam. It's just not my jam." We gotta give him. But I mean, they, swinging, like, dude. Yeah, I'm, it takes balls to walk up to anybody gay, and hit on him. Like, yeah. So you gotta give him a little credit. Like, those guys are out there working. Being a gay guy is tough because, like, you speaking from personal. Experience? You just you would never know. Like, you you never yeah. know. And like, if I approach a girl and she's a lesbian, like that's it's like lesbians right. have haircuts and they well, dress. It, a, you know, a lot of them dress a certain way, and so and like, they're I probably think they're, used to being approached by guys because they're women. Yeah. It probably happens from time to time. But if you're a gay guy, you just have to pick a guy at a bar and be yeah. like, well, I hope he's gay. Well, and then there's like, there's the gay guys who are clearly gay, but then there's the guys yeah. who are like, right. they could be the guy at your office and he just happens to be gay. Right. It's like, that's got to be tough for those guys because most people just assume they're straight. Yeah. And they're just out there going, right. how do I pick another guy that's also like me? And those are the ones that all the hot girls are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all in, yeah. <clears throat> all the good ones are gay. Yeah. Gay or taken. Gay or taken. And here it's we It's my are. favorite game show. Yeah. <laughs> gay or taken. Hey, will you grab me a king of beers? Uh, yes. Uh, just the living the dream. is tasty. I did not have enough water. In Texas, that humidity is no joke. Dude, yeah. When no we were, joke. When we were in Oregon, it was only like... 95 but it was humid as fuck and you just feel like you're just in it you're just sweaty immediately it's oh, it yeah. got up to the 90s in oregon yeah it got to 115 a couple weeks ago yeah they were it like, shattered oregon records yeah really it was, it was 108 it was here it was 115 there, yeah. there i thought it was, it was like, only for like oh, two days like 70 or 80 up there our in the <laughs> summer it'll go over 100 but barely like, like two or three, three days yeah. you'll get like 105 most of the at days, the absolute maximum. I yeah. mean, that's a record. But in the, then this in, year they hit in 115. August, in August, you'll you'll be in the 90s almost every that's day. Crazy. Yeah. July and September, you'll get upper 80s. I've got a buddy that lives in uh, Portland. He just moved. He's made a ton of money on his house, so he left Portland. I don't know. Good move. Somewhere. Yeah, Portland. We, yeah, we all landed, of fucking California. I love Seattle. Buying cat. Yeah. But the yeah. trick is you land in Bellingham for way cheaper. Rent a car for way cheaper. Bro, I don't know if you know what you're talking about because we had a six-hour layover in Seattle. And boy, is that a fun airport. Holy shit. (laughs) Really? I've never actually... I've always wanted to sucks. It sucks. SeaTac fucking sucks. So bad. Yeah. We got... We just were literally... So we had to wear masks because we were in the airport. Right. We were like, fuck that. So we just found a bar... 
where we could sit at there. They had open seats at the bar. So me and Austin just bellied up for six hours watching the Olympics with people as they come and go. Just, just getting drunk. Just pounding beers like. It got a little out of hand. This is our life for the next six hours. I love Seattle. So we used to go with Billingham, drive down to Seattle, and then drive down to Portland. Yeah. yeah. And that drive back up is cool. Well, that was the thing. It's like we could have driven to Portland <coughs> in quicker time than, than our layover. sitting in that layover. Like, yeah. Right. I just like driving. I like driving new places. So that's oh, yeah. Bellingham well, and cool. driving in the Pacific Northwest is cool because yeah. there's fucking... It's always... Cha- like, the green. Pacific Northwest changes all the time. Like, you drive through Nebraska, it's the same from front to back. Right. But in the Pacific Northwest, there's so many different ecosystems that everywhere you drive, it changes every, like, 20 minutes. What are you, a scientist? I know everything about ecosystems. What are you, a scientist, yeah. ecosystems. I want to do the PCH sometime. And we yeah. don't have time to do a story. I want to go to Astoria. Astoria is dope. Yeah. I went fucking deep sea fishing out of Astoria with my dad one time. We caught our limit in like four hours. That's straight into the Pacific, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't yeah. been there. I probably The last time I was there was probably like 12. How far off coast do you have to go like off the Oregon coast to get to blue water? Like really good fishing water. Not far. Yeah. Well, it depends. Like salmon? Not far. Halibut? Not far. It depends what you're fishing for. You're not going to find fucking tuna. Or you're not going to find warm water fish over there at all. Not at all. I know. It's so far north. It's Yeah, it's just so cold. It's just cold. I don't even think there's tuna. This guy's talking even, about ecosystems now. I don't, even think there's, I don't even think there's like tuna and shit in California. I think you got to go all the way down to Mexico. Uh, You get tuna outside of San Diego. Okay. So they can take you to like Coronado Islands. Yeah. And uh, get down in there. Yeah. I don't know. My grandpa used to own a fishing boat, but they just caught salmon. The same grandpa that... The racist is, grandpa? Yeah, the racist nope, grandpa. No, nope. well, probably. He's well, old. He he's was, still a grandpa. Yeah, he was old. I mean, probably, but different grandpa. That's funny. <laughs> so, uh, are the Coltrane's playing um, Country Thunder? I haven't heard. Okay. That's one of those things where we did it. It was super cool to play the main stage. Yeah. The side stage is, I don't want to sound ungrateful. It's just like side stage. Sure. So, and... Usually, like when you're just getting it going, they don't pay you much. Yeah. And for us, that's like a three-hour run, no hotels, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, we used to do. Um, it's in Florence, right? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, they used to set us. So I don't know how it's going to play out this year because the last time we played it, we played main stage, mm-hmm. and then it got canceled. Yeah. After that, we were on the kind of rocket ship of the, not rocket ship, but the momentum of the record mm-hmm. and ended up on the main stage which was a really cool experience uh, but usually they'll have you play like a couple of days back to back so it makes sense to like get a hotel and yeah whatever if you could play like two or three shows you'll make enough money to make it worth it okay but it's not a it's really cool for the experience, but you're not gonna, you're not really gonna go out and make a bunch of new fans at a place like that. No, because people are really just there to party, <clears throat> right? And just listen to music, but they're not like Coop. I, I take that back because Coop kills it out there. Well, I'm playing with them there, so, so it'll be packed for y'all. All right, fuck <laughs> I'm not going. So I'm what? Go. They I'm, give gonna t- I'm gonna tell everyone not to go. <laughs> you, you should go. I will. I will. I was. You'll have the time <laughs> I will, yeah, I always yeah. go. Especially we just went to like, fucking credentials is nice because then you're not like in gin pop. Yeah. And uh, they always have coop at these times where they're transition. So basically, they have that stage set up where people are coming off the main stage mm-hmm. or coming onto it. So the best slots are like early evening when people are starting to come in. Yeah. And you got like 
you're not big name. People headliner. have committed to leaving their campsite at this point. Let's go but listen to music now. But you don't have a now. big main name headliner. Yeah. Up on the main stage, distracting and people, they flip and it back and forth. That's a that's a pretty good slot when you get people pouring in. But what they'll do is they'll put Coop there as everybody's leaving after the after the. So as soon as oh, that hits on the main stage, he hits. Nice. And it's asses to elbows. Hell yeah. yeah. And Coop's such a good party like party band as far as like getting people moving and yeah and he knows a lot of energy he knows just enough of the well-known covers yeah to, to like keep the party get people yeah. in and it's fun it's a blast all right hell yeah i'm excited for that yeah is he confirmed i uh, we haven't gotten emails or anything. he texted me i don't know like a week or two ago and he was just like is this the rescheduled one that's i think so in october gotcha it's october why. 15th and 16th Boy, is it the same day as the same weekend as the eagles no no, I made sure to block that off. Yeah, good. That peaceful, easy feeling, huh? Yeah, yeah that right. The greatest band of all time. We were supposed so I got, for Christmas, my parents got me Eagles tickets. Nice. And uh, But this was like two years ago. This was before COVID. Yeah. And, well, no, I guess, it, yeah, it was right before COVID. And um, it was supposed to be in April. Then it got moved to September. Then it got moved all the way to this year in October. Right. So hopefully that sticks around with everything popping up now. I, I have faith in Arizona. Yeah, right. that it's going to be able to keep going, but uh, we'll see. It's scary with all the stuff talking about how you got to have cards to go to shows and. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pushback on that though. That I I really hope it doesn't stick around. And like places like New York and L.A., they're going to do it, and the people there are just going to have to take it on the chin. But I think most places there's going to be enough pushback that right. they aren't going to be able to get Did away. You see with what it. Jason has built? Like last minute required everybody that came to his shows in Austin this weekend that he's yeah. going to have. I think it was 24 that hours. Sounds, that doesn't, that sounds that doesn't like Jason surprise 70, me. 72 hour, 24 hour negative test or uh, Both shots. a card. Yeah. I I'm, I don't that like that, period. Like, that sounds, that like, sounds like Jason Isbell. Well. I don't like that, but at least you don't have to have the vax. Like, at least if you get the negative test, fine. I still don't like it. How but much does it cost to get tested, though? That's a good question. I don't know. So that's, that's just crazy to me to have that requirement. Yeah. Yeah. And then just stuff not making any sense, like the airport right now. This morning, you have to have a mask on. And there's people walking around through TSA to make sure that you're not too close to anyone else. Just so they can shove you on an airplane. I know. Right next to every people. Yeah. yeah. They can take your mask off if you're eating. Yeah. Or drink. It just doesn't. That's the kind of stuff that makes sense to me. Well, like I was, we went, you know, we flew back to Oregon. And um, luckily, when we were flying back here, our stewardesses were all super cool. And like, they really didn't give a fuck. You could just kind of sit there with it on your chin and nobody seemed to really care. Because at this point, I think everybody's just kind of like, this is all nonsense, right? I think it just kind of depends on who you get and what their take is on it. Yeah. You know, Southwest, the gates are real close to each other. Mm -hmm. This morning, like, there was the gate behind us was going to New Orleans. And this dude got on there and he was like, your mask will cover your nose. It will cover your chin. It will not be a bandana, blah, 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 blah. If you're eating, you need to take a bite and put your mask back on while you chew. Like... (laughs) There are a lot of hidden authoritarians that were like, this is it's my time. This is what we've been training yeah. for. It's like, dude, I'm sorry. Somebody, who hurt you? When you I know. Like, who hurt you? <laughs> Open up. Let's you need some love and some friends in your life. We're 15 or 20 feet away on another gate, and our guy didn't say a word. Yeah, yeah he doesn't like, give a fuck. 80 through 30. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get in there. 
No, I have faith that there's a lot of quiet, good people out there, and then there's just a lot of really loud, not even a lot, but there are really loud people who and are super... And I think super, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't give a vaccine, yeah. That's the great part about freedom, is if you want to do it, I'm not going to judge you for it. Absolutely, go ahead. Just don't make me do what you're... Because that's, you're afraid. That's like, where you lose me at. I'm, offici- I'm officially half-vaxxed. We don't do the rules. I don't, don't do great with rules. No. No. And no, almost as a almost as a rule, you push back on the rules. And like, then the people that are like, because I have kids now that are teenagers, and they do the same and thing. It drives me up the wall uh-huh. because they're wired that way. Yeah, it's because I kids. said so. That's why it doesn't work. No, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> but they're wired that way. Yeah, yeah. You get everything back that you well, put out in the we, world when we you were that age. Them to like ask questions, like don't just do something because, because somebody tells you just because an adult tells you to do yeah. something. Questioning things is what If it doesn't best. make sense to you, don't fucking do You'd it. You'd be surprised how many things aren't really rules. They're like preferences. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or what somebody would prefer you do. Yeah. But they make you think that it's a rule. Ru- and often if you push back, you realize that there's nothing there and you could just walk right through. Do whatever you and want. And so, it, yeah, it behooves you to That's the best part questions. of being an adult is like realizing that nobody's really in charge. No. Like no. 90% of the time you can do whatever and you want people and people are like, yeah, that guy. in charge, you just like smile and nod. Yeah. And yeah those do people are fucking losers. Day. People that think they're in charge are fucking they're losers. Not, they're not worth arguing with. Yeah. They're not. Because it's not going to, it's not going to be productive. You're not going to change one. their mind no. at all. No. So I highly doubt you'll have mask mandates at Country Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, especially with a, well, especially like when they've pretty much proven that it doesn't transmit outside. So, like, if you're outside and right. people are trying to tell you to wear a mask. In the hot like, Arizona sun, like. You can get fucked on that that's one. The only thing I think you guys have going for you in October is the weather's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. Because have you ever been to Country Thunder? No. So when you get there, you pull in and, like, you think in your mind what it's going to look like. And you get there. And literally as far as you can physically see mm-hmm. is campers. Hell yeah. Like, and there's this massive haze cloud that looks like pollution, but it's dust. From yeah. 150,000 people walking. Yeah. And then they have golf carts like that run around. But nice. if you're going with Coop, you're going to have a hell of a time because he knows everybody. Yeah. He's, um, the camps, so these big camps, so these, they're like almost their own entities where these guys own like six camp spots. And like one, these dudes have a pirate ship that they take out there. <laughs> There's another, these other guys that have like this big old fucking jungle gym thing and like a dance floor. So Fuck those yeah. people like go and like, hey, I'll pay you however much to come play our camp yeah. after hours. That's so you end up cool. doing all that stuff too. Hey, damn, I'm so all about that. Coop's, Fuck got, yeah. Coop's got fantastic country. Say yes to Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure he does, dude. Good times. Coop likes to get in there and mix it up. What days are y'all playing? I think the 15th and the 16th. So at least they're together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How long is Country Thunder? Usually four days. Four days. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I've never, yeah, I think we're doing Friday, Saturday. I've never been to a... You never went to Willamette Country Music Festival? I've never been to a big country music festival. You should tote along out there with him. Oh, I will. Oh, yeah. It's, I'll figure it out. It's... it's uh, Where are y'all staying? No idea. So he usually gets like a motorhome from like a sponsor will give him like a motorhome or something. So you have like a, that's the money though, is having an air conditioned place to escape. Bro, oh, yeah. we'll just bring Harrison. Yeah, our buddy our sells buddy RVs. Our buddy sells RVs and now he's like real tight with his boss. He'll probably just let us take a shitty one. Just grab one. Yeah. yeah. Take a shitty one. Because there's like an artist parking behind the stage and they'll let you just camp there. So like nice. you're right in the mix of everything where all these other people are like 
walking for miles to get you're just kind of oh yeah in the middle of all of it well we have something like that in oregon called the willamette country music fest and um we have a few yeah we have a few i've never been but uh one time so kid rock played and me and my buddy maybe maybe you've heard of him maybe you've heard of him (laughs) me and my buddy hayden hayden was like let's go try to meet kid rock and i was like work um we no the cops should the, the, here's the, <laughs> the, cop, the cops showed up. So did it work? We, no, but yeah, we met so the cops. It was that area where all the artist trailers are. Right. And so we walk around the back and Hayden's this big six four Mexican dude who allegedly Well, he's the whitest Mexican dude, but like he's got all the confidence in the world. Like he, he doesn't even work. <laughs> but he walks up and he goes, Hey, uh, we run what was the ranch? I can't remember what the name of the ranch was. The Bunny but, Ranch. But he was like, we run this ranch, and Kid Rock wanted to come out and hunt <coughs> on the ranch. And so we're just here to talk to him about it. Um, and then he just started spitting out, like, stories about, like, you know, we got, you know, 2,000 acres, and, you know, we got all the guns he needs. And he kept just going on and on. He just kept going Took with the story. And, all, and we kept sort of moving a little bit closer, a little bit closer, and then all of a sudden we hit this guy who wasn't buying a thing. And eventually he's like... Maybe, but we're gonna get the cops over here, figure this out for sure. And then, and I turned to Hayden. I was like, I've had enough running with the cops. I think I'm gonna get out of here. We should just go. No, it's it's uh it's fun. It's a good time. We uh we don't fit the that mold. Yeah. With I don't even know how to explain it. Just the stuff we play. A certain nobody style. Knows. Well, nobody knows the songs we play. Mm-hmm. So unless you're there to specifically see us. There's a lot of those people, though. Hey, Coop's put a lot of his time in, though. He's put years in out there. Yeah. So. So, your guys' record, Lucky Stars, you guys recorded that at Dave Grohl's yeah, studio, right? That's pretty right cool. Right there, baby. How'd you, guys, uh, how'd you guys get into that? Coop. Really? Yeah, so Coop is friends with... Wait, Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters guy? Yeah. Oh, Ex-Nirvana I... drummer, maybe you've heard Who of him? Who fucking cares? Never, He's the one who that. killed Kurt Cobain. Nobody knows that. <laughs> Good on him. Wow. <laughs> Kurt Cobain is overrated. They, uh, Coop is friends He's with the Paul Walker the music. Front of House sound guy. Oh, really? They got him in there. And so he took Teej to record White Horse. Teej cut on the guitar and nice. got to know Lou <coughs> in the studio. And then by the time we were done, Lou said, you guys are welcome here anytime if you want to make a record. So we were not going to not do that. Oh, of course, yeah. So we went out and uh, made it. And then we went back... Like a month later with our family so we could cut Lucky Stars and Birds. And when we went back, they were off the road. So we like pull into the parking lot and Dave's smoking meat. That's fucking badass, dude. Out. I always yeah. wanted to ask you about that because I just heard through the grapevine that you recorded over there. Yeah, so. he, uh, I bought him a burrito. He tried to pay me for it. Like, just super cool. I yeah, I mean... The legends are true. He's like the chillest guy, right? Yeah, he's just cooking. He he loves to smoke. Like, he has these smokers. He loves to barbecue and, like, smoke shit. Fuck yeah. So he was smoking meat, and, uh, like, we got to say hi. And it was super cool for Tej because his his son Cody, his middle name is Grohl. Oh, really? So he got to introduce, like, we got pictures with him hanging out. Yeah. Well, then Dave just hung out all day because he was cooking meat and would come in and out of the studio and watch and listen and like cut up with us and then he came in in the afternoon he's like hey dinners are gonna be ready in like 45 minutes do you guys want to eat dinner (laughs) yeah yeah it's like yeah i've been cooking all day 
Well, my daughter was up in the, so the studio has like an upper area that's like a living room, dining room, kitchen, stuff like that, bathroom, shower. And I guess she even hanging, she hung out up there with him all day because when I got up there, he's like, I know you, I feel like I know you really well because I hung out with your daughter all afternoon and she's told me all about you and y'all. Damn, that's cool as fuck, dude. And so I thought there was going to be a bunch of people show up and it was just the band. So it was just us and those six dudes. Wow. Damn. No managers, no agents, no nothing. Just dudes hanging out. It's funny because Taylor Taylor just got there, so we hadn't met Taylor. I made sure I introduced myself to Chris Shiflett, and we started talking oh, sure, about yeah. his podcast. And like, I love his podcast. Well, and he's into Ooh. like our kind of music. Chris Shiflett. The Foo's guitar player. Guitar he has a Walking the Floor podcast. He's so got Tyler started, Childers on there. He's had Sturgill on there. It's a great podcast. Real too. Americana type stuff. Yeah. And he, he has, he has an Americana band, too, that he does his own stuff with. So we started talking. Well, Taylor got there after we were already there, and he kind of walks upstairs to like this big <coughs> family because it's like my my parents and Tj's parents and us and our kids. He's like looking around, and Tracy, Tj's mom, walks up to him and she's like, "Hi, I'm Tj's mom." And he looks at her like, "Who the fuck Who's is Tj?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool, man. They were they were super super nice. And I love that sort of generous down to earth thing. What yeah, from just cooked dinner and hung out and talked about kids and moms and where they grew up and I, I don't know. It was like just hanging out like a family reunion type deal. No, that's cool. Well, it wasn't any kind of like groundbreaking. Like I don't think we talked about music at all. Hey, when we met Doug Stanhope, we did the same thing. It's like we don't need to like get deep into the weeds on the things that we love about them. If we just hang out. That's the experience. That's like, what they want too, probably. Yeah, they're probably tired of talking about themselves their shit all the time right. yeah we had fun man yeah they yeah. just want to hang and that's badass dude god that sounds so fun yeah yeah uh, it's funny because we all have feather tattoos and dave has feather tattoo oh really and so teach's biggest influences are cody canada and dave Grohl. yeah well, we're family with cody now and then getting to round out dave well teach was like out there visiting with him on a break like just the two of them yeah and he saw teach's feather and he was like dude that's sweet Come here real quick. And he, like, holds his feather up with Tej's arm, and he takes the picture. Nice. And sends it to somebody. That's fucking cool. But there's no way to get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tej mentioned it to Lou, the guy in the studio, and it's like, dude, I'd really like to get the picture. He's like, I'm not asking him for a picture off his phone. Like, Yeah, we text it to me. He just can't do it. Yeah. So, But it was a cool experience because that exists, you know, somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. Right. It's probably still on Dave's phone. Right. Damn, that's badass. That's super fucking cool. He was so laid back. I'll, yeah, I mean, that's all I've ever heard about him is just, like, he's chill and generous and just the coolest guy. I think I think as long as you don't act like an idiot in those situations, it's yeah. probably fine. Yeah. Just, yeah. How did you meet TJ? How did you guys start your band? Like, uh, we grew up together. Oh, okay. So you guys have always been playing together? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we started. TJ, well, TJ's been playing music. Teach has been playing music since he was like four. Well, five. he's a drummer too, right? Like yeah. great drummer. He was a drummer in our church all the time. He was like six or seven, I think, nice. eight, something like that. And then he got picked up right out of high school by a touring band that like came through, and they were like they played country music and Christian music, and they ran the NASCAR circuit. Nice. Damn. And Teach absolutely loved NASCAR. So it was like a dream come true, like right out of high school, get picked up as a drummer. Wow. Until he did it for like a year. Really? And then he was, well, he said it was five dudes in a four-door Dodge. They pulled their own stage. Oh, really? All their own shit. Wow. And they would show up 
the dude, like the guy who was dry, was driving the truck and everything, would unhook the trailer, pull the shit out, and take off. So it was like him and four, three, three other, other dudes. old dudes, like like his dad is like my age now. Yeah. To set stuff up, like it was super cool. He, they got to go to the NASCAR races, but he was over it. He was over. Yeah. I mean, I get that. that. That would be a lot. Yeah. So. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. Started playing music to play music and. So how long ago did the coal trains officially start? Uh, 2011. Okay. I saw that picture of you and Deej right. from like back Battle in the day. The it's like, holy shit. Dude, I was like 70 pounds lighter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hadn't, I hadn't been to the gym at that point, so I didn't have any kind of muscle mass or anything, mm-hmm. but I just, I did not even. Well, you had the short beard, but you I still could, had the beard, I but it was short. I couldn't fit those clothes on my legs. <laughs> Deej didn't have any long hair. No, Teach no, yeah. was all just like clean and just like skinny and like. Dad was still our drummer. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, he was with us at the beginning, and then when we started getting to that like pay your dues phase of like the three and four hour shows and cranking stuff like it that, out, he's like, "Man, I missed my kids' birthdays. I've like, I put myself through college. Like, I've paid all my dues. I'm yeah. not. I'm not down to." And so, um, we had another guy with us for a while and then another bass player and then we got Tad back and then Pat showed up about five years ago and that's kind of when everything started clicking for us is when yeah. we got consistent guys that were all on the same page yeah I don't know how you I don't know what we'd do if Pat or Tad jammed out like there's so much our sound mm-hmm. so well I you guys are just I fucking swear by listening to you guys and uh no, you guys have a great sound, and I just keep thinking to myself, like, I need to figure out how to find these kind of guys. Thanks, man. Do my own, because uh, I would fucking... You guys are the best. I fucking love hanging out with you guys. Yeah. You guys are so sweet to me. Dude. So We're sweet too to sweet to where it just... Bro, the, the time at Tom Falls Cabin was one of my favorite weekends I've ever had. Yeah, dude, that was, that was so that was fun. a good time. Just everyone just... Everyone yeah, I mean, this is the time, obviously. Like, was so fun. I want to go when it's, like, a little later in the year, so it's not so hot. Yeah. Because it was still warm. I thought it was going to be, like, super cool up there. Like, I think October, like... Yeah, when it's late September, cold or October, there. when like, it's legitimately chilly outside at night. Yeah. That'd be fun. That was a good time. I have a camp It was a good time. Yeah, we just kind of kind of found our way. We met Coop through just... We were fans first, so we were at a show and met Coop. He was opening for whoever we were there to see, and that met him, and then... I don't know, just kind of goes from there. And Coop does it full time, is that right? Yeah, Coop pays his bills. We're way more picky on shows because we got to where we weren't. It's kind of miserable. It's just not the fun that you were going. When we played this fair, and our bass player was the bass player. Our bass player at the time was like, you know, why aren't we doing anything? It's like, I don't know, play shows when we want to play them. It's like, well, we got to be doing this, we got to be doing that. And he's like, can I do some booking? And so he went. Ape shit, <laughs> right? So we try to rein him in a little bit. So he sets up this deal, $800 to play the fair in Douglas. You're Douglas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that oh, yeah. Me. yeah dude. That's Douglas. A, yeah. Like, it's like two and a half hours for us. Is that like a county fair? Like, just it a was, little... It fun. was the county fair. Fuck yeah. Douglas, Arizona. And it was... <coughs> it was a, main night slot and 800 bucks at the time would have been the most we'd ever been paid to play a show and three uh, hours they so they booked it so the way we used to get around those three hour shows is we would like do 
uh, we wouldn't take any breaks. Yeah. So we would just fire off hour and a half straight, call it good. Like, hey, we're gonna give you ninety minutes of music, but we're not breaking it up. Yeah. Or me and teacher like do acoustic in the middle, or like we just had kind of ways to break it up. We get there to this fair, and we play all of our songs. Don't take a break. Play like ninety minutes. And I turn around, the sound guy's on the stage, and I'm like, hey, we're about done. He goes, no, you're not. Contract says you're playing till 1 a.m. Oh, damn. And I was like, dude, we just played like 90 minutes, two hours straight. And he goes, well, you can take a break, but you have to play till 1. He goes, I'll go ask the lady, like the boss lady or whatever. He comes back, he goes, yeah, dude, you guys, you have to play till 1. We don't damn. know any songs. <laughs> so Teach is like a encyclopedia of songs. Sure. He starts busting into stuff. That, well, the drummer doesn't know it. The bass player doesn't know it. So for like 45 minutes, we just suffer up there to try to get through it. <laughs> That's when you go into just long blues jams. Like, they we're just going to do a 12-bar blues. The we're going to make it a 12-minute song. bass player quit. Really? The one that he booked? He's like, you guys don't care. You know, <laughs> I had this, you know, I booked this thing, and it's my reputation. And he's like, you know, you guys don't care. I'm out. So we're driving home, and we're like, dude, I don't ever want to do that again. Like, why do we keep doing the shit that we don't want to do? Yeah. Because we never started this to do anything but have fun. And so from that point forward, we quit doing shit that we didn't want to do. So that's kind of what we stick to. Yeah. But it's completely different than somebody like Coop that has to, like, that's how he provides, that's how he yeah. feeds his family. Yeah. yeah. That's so it's his different, job. It's a completely different approach, like, night and day. Yeah. So, and you could say, like, we're on a slower trajectory because, you know, we're only relevant where we're relevant and play shows, but we just want to play shows with our friends and have fun. Those are the best. Those are the best Those are the shows. best times I've had in Arizona. Yeah. When everybody's got. Like, that got, night at Roadrunner. Uh, that night yeah. at Roosters Fest. Right. Those that's, are the best we shows. Just, we like that's what we like to do. Yeah. So like we wouldn't that just night go where book a night. The fucking everybody was in the chairs playing passing songs. There was like four people on the stage at once. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh at uh, Rock Bar. Yeah. Oh yeah. That shit that shit's so fun. You gave me your spot. And that was an incredibly generous thing to do. And Dude, I, I wasn't going to have you show up. And then, like, I don't remember what happened, but there's more people than we had guitars. Yeah. And I'm like, I've done this before. Like, everybody knows what I sound like. I want them to all hear your voice. Well, I really appreciate it, man. I mean, that yeah, was anytime. that and then, man, the Roadrunner. That's what we do. Like, that's, I don't know, that's what it is for us is doing the stuff that's fun, playing with our friends. It sounds super immature because you have all these bands that are out there, like, killing themselves. You know, like, hey, we got to get this or we got to get that. Yeah. And we're like, eh. If it's not really fun, we're probably not gonna do it. We'll do, and it shows though. Like at the live shows, it's nothing but fun. Everybody yeah. in the crowd's having a great time. It really is kind of a love fest. And then you get everybody up on the stage for the end of the night for like turnpike right, songs jams. or whatever. Like it's the fucking best. When you get guys like Bachman that are so good and yeah. such good people. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of people in this town that are great and just not great humans. Yeah. And so it's, I think it's that vibe, too, between everybody. And I don't know if that's... Like, we would never go... Like, Cherie called and was like, hey, you guys want to play in the fall? And it's like, I don't think we would just go book a night on our own at Roosters. Like, that doesn't sound... Mm -hmm. doesn't sound near as fun as, like, waiting until the spring and doing Rooster Fest all over again. Yeah. Like, if yeah. I have to choose, I'm going to go with that. something like that. So... Well, it is cool, just the... The sort of community of you guys and Jim and Paul and Laura, and just Coop. like and Coop and, and like literally, nobody's there to like show off 
everybody is there to how do we play music together and right. make it the most fun and it comes out and that's what makes those shows so great for everybody who's there is that you you feel it that's what we've tried to do since we started because coming from the texas music scene it's all a big family yeah when we got started here it was like everybody was at each other's throats and you know, if you get this show, that means I don't get that show. Like, that yeah. type of thing. The zero-sum game. In our very first uh, record release, we just invited a bunch of musicians to, like, song swap. That's cool. So everybody got to meet a bunch of different people. And uh, we only really have one rule. Don't be a dick. <laughs> and, any, like, we're, I've, I've heard comments about how, like, we're some kind of closed-off music click and it's like no dude just don't that's, be a dick yeah everybody's welcome just yeah. don't be a dick yeah, yeah. that's it first come, hand right, come hang out first come, hand right here i can't fucking do a lick of it but if Anything you don't musical. if you don't like we go to coop shows yeah and if we're around we'll go catch laura's show or we'll support paul or they come to our shows don't not come to any of our shows yeah. and then get mad because we don't hang out with you like that's yeah. not yeah. A, i don't know it's all relationship type stuff yeah I feel like that's kind of how the boys are. It's like people feel like they can't get in. It's like, bro. Yeah, that's almost a perfect metaphor. It's like, bro, that is like we build our friends back home and we're the boys. And yeah, people sort of think that it's like this like in thing, but we have so many like other friends that are a part of it. And there's no, there's we're no cool. in. Just yeah. don't be a dick. If yeah. you can just hang out, if you can hang, you can hang then out. you're in. Let's like, go. There's and literally just, no other thing. We just, we're not into the typical. I'm, I'm musician dick swinging like ego thing it's not fun I yeah just, I don't enjoy I don't en- like we're not that kind of person like we're not those people so I don't really enjoy being around that, like it's the wrong energy yeah, yeah. Dude, root for success like nobody's like, nobody's backstage before our show chest bumping each other telling us how telling each other how awesome we are yeah our fans grease each other <laughs> yeah I heard uh a musician friend of mine who we were out at this, we were just out at a bar with a friend of his and in front of her, he referred to her as his fan. And I was like, I don't like that at all. No, That is uncomfortable. No. And I, we like our favorite, one of our favorite part of shows and the reason why we try to make them like big deals and special is because we get to see everybody. Yeah. It's like we run around and visit with everybody. And if we don't know you, come say hi like whatever yeah like i i i don't think i could ever refer to someone like we have fans people who love our music yeah but i would never sit in the same room with somebody and be like yeah these are my fans these are my fans yeah <laughs> have y'all met my fans it's like yeah. these are my friends they just right. happen to be They're fans of the music to dig our music and support yeah. us yeah so we're talking about doing uh Wacy from Roadrunner was up there at the Pine Top mm-hmm. for that craziness. God, I wish like, I could have been up there. He's like, we need to do that again at the Roadrunner in February. I was like, yeah, dude, do it. Yeah, hell yeah. He texted me about putting some acoustic stuff in the front of us, so we'll see how it pans out. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Bro, we were in Bisbee that weekend, right? That was when we were down at Bisbee. Biz, that was a and fun. I was going to be able to make it for... I've never hung out in Bisbee. That was a wild dude. You got Listen to y'all Bisbee. talk about Bisbee. And Bro. then so our buddy, cool I'm in love. Time. I'm not even kidding you. That night we were at Billy's in New Braunfels. Mm-hmm. Our Bob, the bass player for Midnight River Choir, his girlfriend Carly, they live in New Braunfels. She works for some company, and biz, she ends up in Arizona a lot working in Sierra Vista. Mm-hmm. And she like went on and on and on Dude. about Bisbee. Bro, it's crazy. It is the most hidden gem out there. It's little Mexican San Francisco. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Dude, it's, she said that it's all hilly, and there's like when you as soon as you go through the tunnel, 
There's just houses. It opens up to just gloriousness. I've there's, driven through there for working, like yeah, oh sure, and stuff like that. I've just never like hung out downtown. And yeah, stuff. well, we went there once to meet Doug Stanhope, and all we did was go to the Safeway. We went to Doug's house. They were doing like a little concert on the street. Doug was hanging out down there, so we went down there. Just brought our cooler full of beers. Just literally, people were just drinking beers in the street. And then we went back to the Shady Dell, which is just it's a, a vintage, trailer, vintage park trailer park that they rent out. It's, it's fucking ba- badass. It's badass. They have like a little. Di- they have a little up. diner. Dude, seriously, Dude, they have stay a, a week di- in there. Like it's. it's so I asked the her. Best. I was like, Carly, what do people do in Bisbee? She goes. Drugs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a drug town, like, she for said, sure. She said that, and I've never done drugs, but she, she goes, this Alleged. guy who looked like Jesus gave me acid wrapped in Bible, like, Versus. pages yeah. from a Bible. And she goes, I took half of it, and it was the most insane thing I've ever done in my life. That and is she goes, super smart to take she's half. She's like, he looked like Jesus. Yeah, that is super. Yeah, she's like, that he was looked a, like Jesus. That's a veteran move. I got well, acid in, really. in scripture paper, and he vanished. Like, I never saw him again. It was really <laughs> Jesus. Was like, that's uh, fucking badass. And that is totally That's that's totally that's the vibe Bisbee. of Bisbee. It's yeah. crazy. It's like the 70s. So you've never... It's like the 70s. Acid mushrooms, not your thing? No, I just... No. Yeah. I mean, fair enough, but just curious. No, I uh, I guess I'm probably scared of. I mean, the unknown. I definitely understand where that would come from. Yeah, later. we did it young. You well, hear people like twenty coming back from their excursions. Yeah, that's not real. That's true. Those are the people who are doing it wrong, though. There, there are very specific ways to do it right, and if you put right. all the right pieces in place, it will pretty much always go well. I'm, it, I'm all for the marijuanas. I'm yeah. glad that it's legalized. I'm you ever get that. like a little too deep on edibles? Yeah. That's kind of what it's like, but it's not dark like edibles can be It's dark. not suffocating the way yeah. the edibles sometimes can be. You feel way more open. Open. But the whole world feels high sort of open as fuck. to it. So the thing I struggle with with edibles is, I heard you say it on the podcast, and I was so glad that I knew it existed because <laughs> I thought I was the only one, is that insane hangover the next day. The yeah. high over. The high over. Where you're just Dude, like for real. lethargic, basically. Dude, my whole, but my body hurts. Like, my back hurts. You got and, constant brain fog. Well, and they were saying that it's like because you're dehydrated because it just sucks all the all the hydration out sure. of you. But even when I drink a bunch of water, it's it's a, it's fun for a little while. But, dude, I'm hurting the next day. Yeah, that's not and Keep your schedule open if you're going to do it a lot. And around. Before. Like, I feel useless. Like, the next day, I just don't want to do anything. It's not a fun feeling when you do lay around for too long, and you're just right. like, what even am I? Well, and for <laughs> like, what is this life? For a while, it got out of hand, because I was, I was, I started taking these weight loss pills that ramped my systems up. Mm-hmm. Just feeling wired, or? All the time. Like, yeah. I couldn't go to sleep. <laughs> and That's so, nice. I would, like, eat a 10 milligram, take melatonin, hit my pan, until I was, like, zombied out enough to go to sleep. And then I think after that, for a while, is when it still, my back started just, oh, uh, God, it hurts so bad when I, but it's a hell of a good time. Yeah. It definitely can be. The best way, like, we always, we pretty much always, when we do psychedelics, we're pretty much always in nature. Which is with crucial. A group, with a group of friends. With people oh, that, think, we, that we, that we know intimately, like, we know sort of everybody's goods and bads, like, we're best friends right. in the woods. There are people who will do it. In a basement with in the city with met. people that they just met. 
That's going to be. They're going to have a bad time. That's going to be a bad time. It is yeah. super important. Yeah. It's not one of those things. I mean, you can where do it inside take... theoretically. Yeah. We don't. We don't enjoy it personally. Like if we do psychedelics here, we're on we're the on roof. The roof. We're on the roof where it is open. Yeah. And there's nothing. Huh. But I mean, we're also on the roof. When generally, sober. generally, I've a lot. That shrooms have had it like a resurgence because when I was in high school, shrooms around. Yeah. And then you didn't hear about them for a long yeah. time. Right out of high school for me, because I'm older. I think I'm quite a bit older than y'all. Uh, right out of high school tomorrow. was Molly. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Was yeah. Forever. And then. That's not good for you. Don't hear about that much anymore. What you didn't. And then it came back. It's rave. It's rave. Back then it's ecstasy. Yeah, 90s was rave. <laughs> now they're time for rave. Molly, same thing. Yeah. Right? I know yeah. that. And then. Uh, uh, Adderall's super popular positions. Adderall's uh, Adderall's fine, but it'll get you. methamphetamine. Here's the thing about... So first of all, the reason for the resurgence is because they're actually starting to really be able to prove the therapeutic use. Like, I've had incredible therapeutic feelings oh, after definitely. taking acid or mushrooms. Like, it was... I took... We took acid up at Detroit Lake. Oh, the second time I think we'd taken acid. And when we got down to just the town... I felt the most perfectly at peace I felt in my entire life. And you just sort of learn stuff from that. And if you can integrate it into your later life, like that's why it's healthy. But the interesting thing is, um, like Molly, ecstasy, co- Coke, obviously, like all of those, you're going to feel like shit the next day. You just got to prepare yourself to feel like shit for the next day. But here's the crazy thing about acid and mushrooms. No higher ma- highs. You get higher. You get high as absolute tits. But the next day, you feel better. You feel better than you felt you the day before. You feel better. There's not. Feel there's better. not a high over. There's like you're a peace sore over. from laughing. You you're literally sore from laughing. Yeah, you wake up before. and you go, "Life is great." I love all I'm, my friends. I'm a better person. Than I, I, love, I, I love all like, my friends. I love I all my friends. I don't give myself enough credit. I actually, maybe I'm a good person. Like you wake up, like really yeah. feeling at peace, and that's the that's a really so that's interesting distinction between most drugs and, and like, then even over weed. Just you psychedelics. Did. They sometimes classify Molly as a psychedelic. I would disagree. But mushrooms and acid, you wake up the next morning and you go, life is good. And, like, you can Which have... Which is, what other thing does that? There's no other drug, alcohol, <coughs> anything. Too much caffeine where you wake up the next day and feel better. But for whatever reason, these things, they open you up in a way where the next day you feel better. We were in Sun River or Bend, Oregon, coming down from acid... And I literally told everybody outside to look up at the sky. And one of my friends, our friends, Devin, he's a fucking dumbass, was like, why? And I was like, just do it. Literally, everybody looks up at the sky. And the biggest meteor I've ever seen. Any of us had ever seen. Shoots across the sky. Flies across the sky within five seconds of us looking. everybody saw it. It was... So it wasn't in, in your brain. It was no. Every, it was you're connected insane. to the universe, man. He's like, check out this meteor. They're like, what meteor? <laughs> it was insane. Yeah, we were skeptical, and then immediately it got really cool. It, it was one of the craziest things. And like, it's almost like when you're when you're high, like when you're peaking, as the kids say, like the your universe around you is the only thing that you can comprehend. Right. You don't think like about. Like, you turn your phone off, and you don't think about That's the outside crucial. world. You got to keep the phone off. You don't think about the outside world because it's not what you can see right now. Huh. So okay. you're in, like, a bu- – it's like a, literally you're in, like, a bubble 
of your own universe. And then sometimes people will come into that bubble and it's uncomfortable. That part's uncomfortable. <laughs> like strangers will come down where we're like, cause we just go to the river and we find, we find a nice spot on the river and we just trip down there. And so sometimes people will come down cause it's a public river and it's always like, Oh, there's people here. We like, gotta act. You just normal. have that sense. Like oh, there are other humans here. Yeah, And you can't act normal. There's no, there's no way to act normal because you aren't normal yeah. <laughs> when you're high as fuck. You're not. That's funny. You're just, chi- you're just. So we're obviously pro, but you know everybody's got to make their own decision on that, <coughs> right? But, yeah, uh, but goddamn it. But I've just... got pretty much nothing but good things to say about it. But I mean, I also understand it's just like you do go deep, and if you're not a person, you have. To and be... I sense that you are. You're a musician, yeah. like you've obviously you know yourself dealt with some well. demons that you have within you that like you can't hide from them. So that would this would be like a counseling session. You sort of counsel yourself. You counsel yourself. Right. You just Amazing. kind of forgive yourself for all the shit that you've put yourself through. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of what it is. It's like you realize, like, I fucked up. But I was listening to a guy's podcast. I don't remember who it was, but he was talking about how to plant medicine journeys or something like that. I think that's just, like, a professional way to talk about trip. Yeah. Yeah. Plant if any normal person journeys. calls it plant journeys... Watch out for those people. Professionals journey. can call it that, right. though. A plant journey. So what's going on with your music? So I've got enough to make... Currently I'm trying to put together a band. I've got a drummer I need to contact. Because I was... Nate... You know Nate? Is uh, he around? No, I think he moved. Oh, Nasty Nate. The Nasty Nate. And then uh, Daniel Country Wayne was playing bass. Oh, really? Well, he's out of Maricopa. And we just... we It was... The time wouldn't work. But uh, I'm working on putting together a band. I'm going to text him on Monday, see if I can get them together. But um, well, I'm working on that. And then I've got songs that I would like to put together a record. And so I've been... Um, Chad Gregory lives just right down the street. Uh, he moved up here. And so... Um, Chad's he, crazy talented. Chad's awesome. He sold me this pedal board. And, um, and we're just going to get together and jam and I'm going to see if he wants to help me out on doing some record. Obviously, I'll, you know, I'll pay him, but like, you talk about going deep. That guy goes deep on music. Like, Oh yeah. All the nuts and bolts of it. Well, and he's the sweetest guy. And it's yeah. like, that's a guy who a, I would like to record with. He's got great knowledge. And then I also know that like, I really like to experiment with like sounds and guitars and shit. Right. And it's like, I get a very serious feeling that he's going to be down for that. And so, and he just happens to live down the street, which is badass. Yeah, he's crazy so, talented. Once I get like the power source and I'm waiting on a pedal, he's gonna help me set it up. I'm gonna talk to him then about just like, hey, you know, because you, he's got the full studio set up. He got a two bedroom, so he's got his room, and then he right. put together a full studio. And it's like, you know, what do you think about maybe we start recording some stuff? Because I I would like to get some songs out because I want to kind of move on to some new stuff. I still listen to his record all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Chad's awesome. Like Shotgun Ghost, and he's got some really good songs. <laughs> he did some really dumb though one time. You know Bell's Nashville Kitchen. Yeah. So he played the set before me, <laughs> and I know his name. I know his name. I knew it beforehand, but for whatever reason, I got the wrong last name in my head because I was thinking of a comedian whose name is Chad Daniels. I know his name's Chad Gregory. But I, for whatever reason, I just immediately went, his name's Chad Daniels. And so well, I was like, Daniel- everybody give it up for Chad Daniels. And then he walks in and he goes, that's not my name. And I go, what? And then he goes, it's 
Gregory. And I was like, God damn it. Well, Daniel, and so I felt bad about that since then. Daniel and Gregory are both first names. Daniel, yeah. not so much, but Daniel and Gregory, it's both first names, so it's like he's got a first name, last name. I mean, that's true. But And I mean, I see the name Chad Daniels all over the place at but the same time that I see Chad Gregory all over the place. You can't recover just, from that. That's a tough one, especially, it's not like I did it just between the two of us. You did I announced it to a whole bar full of people. That's funny. <laughs> we actually, I've, I've never heard music there. We went there in eight before a rock bar show one time well they bell's nashville kitchen's been kind of funny because up until like a month and a half ago you weren't even allowed to use a monitor or any sort of amp you had to play through their system and it was pretty much impossible to hear yourself so uh, it was the pay decent uh it no nah, i mean it's it's fine it's better than yeah it's probably more at the bottom yeah <laughs> it's probably more, more than i think fine. about it if you do a duo they'll pay you They'll double what you would get solo, which, you know, it's not like they cut a little bit off the top for a duo, right. which is cool. But, um, no, it's a good little spot. The people who um, who own it are cool. But uh, they also double booked, and I showed up to play. They didn't pay me, and the other band played, and then I just went home. So yeah, but didn't you get to get- watch your Beaver basketball game because of that? Yes. Yeah. But they're getting... Let's go Beavs. Let's go Beavs. Go Beavs. Yeah, let's go Beavs. We had a... Uh, we had... The Kool-Aid Pickles. The Kool-Aid Pickles? I've not heard of those. They sell fried pickles that are like like soaked in Kool-Aid. Really? That's what I said. Were they good? Until we had them. Really? And I was like... Do you like pickles normally? Yeah. Okay. I'm not a huge pickle guy? Neither am I. Like, not to the point where I, like, I wouldn't go get a pickle pickle. out of the fridge and eat it. No. And I'm like 50-50 on, like, a sandwich shop that has a pickle. Sure. I'll eat a pickle maybe half the time. But, uh... In Texas, I've rediscovered my love for pickle shots. Yeah, pickle. dude, I had one back in Oregon. It's like, that's it's why, not bad. That's why I'm hungover right now. Because the pickle the pickle juice kills the... <laughs> all of it. It kills yeah. all the... Yeah, you focus on the pickle, which is tolerable compared to alcohol. I was like, well, we were in the bar last night, and I was like, can I get some pickle shots? She goes, yeah, what do you want in them? I was like, we get a choice? Yeah. And she goes, well, yeah. I was like, tequila. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Good call. So when we were in Rumble's at Billy's, I you just ordered pickle shots. So I have no idea. I got idea the chills what we just thinking about shooting <laughs> tequila. Oh, dude, good good tequilas. Never I would shoot it right. Never now. heard of her. I would shoot it right now. White cold tequila. <laughs> Hell yeah! I, you had me on white. You lost me. At tequila. You ever had tortilla gold though? Uh, it's the worst. You ever had Jose Cuervo gold? A fifth of it in one night with one other so buddy. Cuervo, Cuervo gold. Nineteen. Me on tequila for probably like fifteen years. I was like 15, 16 years old, and we were partying with my neighbors, and their cousin was so hot. Nice. And we were like kind of hanging out. How old was he? (laughs) (laughs) We were kind of hanging out. Like, it was a cool vibe. She was like from a couple towns over. Like, that whole thing, like summertime, whatever. And we end up at this trailer with this dude that was. I look back on that dude. He had to be like in his mid thirties. It's yeah. so weird when you look back. Partying with high school kids. Yeah. yeah. And so my buddy and his girlfriend. So it was two brothers and me, and their girlfriends, and then their cousins with these girls. And um, so there wasn't any competition. Like yeah, we're good. That's the most we ideal situation. We go to situation. this dude's house, and this if this isn't the creepiest fucking thing, he's letting us ride his motorcycle. <laughs> So if you're in your 30s and you like you got kids hanging out at your house because you're letting them like take your motorcycle, take your old Yamaha 650 for a run, mm-hmm. you know. But we're having fun. 
He's going to show up right behind you and be like, hey, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking that I might get a kiss by the end of the night. Is this girl's beautiful and things are good, right? Well, I walk inside and they've got a bottle of gorgeous old school Cuervo gold. Mm-hmm. And my buddy just necks it, like just hands it to me. That's that con- That's that young confidence. So then I grab it because I don't know any different. I've never had any kind of hard liquor in my life at this point. Yeah. I neck it. It's all warm and like... <laughs> go, it, it hits my stomach and it, my stomach's like, nope. Nope. So I go outside and this girl, a little tipsy on her... I think she had like wine coolers or something. Obviously. Smart. She's like... What's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like bending over, like just hands on my knees. Leave me. The demons are about to oh, just yeah. exit the building, right? And she's standing like right here. She's like, all right, what's wrong? And I'm like, move, move, like trying to, like, trying to move, move, move. I ended up throwing up, dude, all over like the front of her legs. Oh, her no. Just like projectile Brutal. tequila. So, dude, for probably until we really got playing music, I couldn't handle the smell of tequila. Like, yeah. it would, it, I would actually get My mom still can't. Like, she really? had a bad night probably similar to that, and she still can't be around. Really? Now. You think your mom had a night similar to that? I had, me and my buddy Ian polished, like, one of the first nights we were in college. Like, before, Kevin didn't drink in high school before either. Before school even started, we, I fucking snuck a bottle of. Jose Cuervo Gold out of my parents' liquor cabinet that they still to this day probably don't know is gone. They, My parents are not drinkers. I brought it back, and me and Ian fucking killed it in one night. Probably, probably in like four hours, oh. honestly. Just taking shots in the living room. And we went out. We went out. I was 19. <laughs> I was 19. I had seven and a half shots in four hours, and we went out. And That's I remember we walked to the football stadium, and then we were like, all right, we should probably go back. And at that point, I was like, I am dead. And I just started puking in a bush. And then the rest of the night, I don't remember. I oh, woke up rough. I woke up on my front stoop at my house, not inside, but the, the, the door was unlocked. I think everybody needs those kind of stories, though. I have too many of them. I got one, I got one for you. I have too many of those guys. When of I was in the fraternity, so I'm a huge Hunter S. Thompson fan. Okay. I love his writing. Um, the movies are great. But The Rum Diary had just come out. I don't know if you've seen that one. Johnny Depp. Great movie. <laughs> great movie. Filmed in Puerto Rico. It's beautiful. But, and it's got um, Amber Heard before it turned out she sucks. Danny DeVito. Looking the best she possibly could. The point is, I bought myself, it was The Rum Diary. So I bought myself a bottle of... Captain Morgan, and I think I killed the bottle. I killed the bottle before 45 minutes. And then I went down for a chapter meeting, and all I said the whole time was, heard that. No matter what anybody <laughs> said, I was just hand going, heard that. And then I passed out on my floor in my room, and uh, my roommate Russ found me, and <laughs> it was bad. Heard that. But there was, there was as soon as I started watching that, because that movie's just all about drinking, I was like, you know what, I am thirsty for another glass, and I was just drinking straight rum on ice. Have you ever, oh. have you ever seen Leaving Las Vegas? 
I believe I have. The Nick most Cage, depressing. One of the best movies. The most yeah. depressing drink yourself to death movies of all time. Awesome. Movie. It's Austin's favorite movie. It's one of my favorite movies. It's, yeah. it's, it's disgusting. It's it is. disgusting. No, there's he sent me a picture one time of him on the road in Beaver, Utah, watching that movie alone in a hotel room. <laughs> and I was like, there's I was a, drunk. I was like, there is a 90% chance I don't see my friend tomorrow because <laughs> he's, he's going to be dead because he idolizes this fucking movie. It's the Not worst. for the reasons you think, though. It's the worst. It's one of the worst movies of all the time. the best movies of all time. Anymore. I can't. Yeah, I kind of don't do that. You ever had Barbarossa? Oh my goodness. My freshman year of college, we had 12 gallons worth of half gals on our mantle of Barbarossa spiced rum. Mm. Plastic bottle rum. They used to kill Maybe $10. We used to just do shots. That was our. We were 19. That was how we chose to drink. We, we would do shots. My of dad and his friends are big drinkers. I'm not like big drinkers, but they really enjoy drinking. And they were concerned about all of us. They're like, those guys are drinking way too much. We didn't know how either. I didn't know how. When I moved back from Hawaii, I moved to Tucson when I was 20. And we all had fake IDs. We should be dead. And we did the whole Captain Morgan thing for a couple weeks. Uh-huh. And I woke up one morning. We lived in this really nice apartment complex. And we had the stairs. And I woke up one morning, like, 9 o'clock. It was 112. <laughs> like, the heat woke me up. We're living in this apartment. Not good when the heat wakes you up. We're living in this apartment complex we had no business being in. It was $1,200 a month in 2001. Wow. Three bedrooms, laundry, 24-hour pools, hot tubs, oh, and our nine. friend's mom co-signed for us uh-huh. to get Smart. it. Smart. But we all, bar- <laughs> yeah. we all bartended away to tables. All right. So we didn't last very long in there because our <laughs> schedule was opposite. Of course. But I woke up on a, after Captain Morgan night, laid out on the sidewalk with my head on the first rung of the stairs <laughs> as like a pillow. Nice. With like... People stepping over me and uh-huh. around me into their cars. Get, yeah. Let them be. All Let them be. Professional like business people. They're living in these really expensive. Gated <laughs> yeah, that's like a nice apartment. <laughs> like what is? It's not like it's some bad apartment. It's like a lot of young professionals. This <laughs> fucking dead guy. Two Bro. nights before that, I woke up in the kitchen, like that morning, like hugged up to the. I had like pulled the, the the bottom shelf of the oven out, you know, like where mm-hmm. we put pans or whatever. So like I could prop my leg up on it and I was just like <laughs> in the kitchen. I was like, I'm not i I'm done with rum. Like I have a picture jam. I have a picture of our buddy Tardo who is pretty tame compared to the rest of us, but when he gets into it, he gets into it. I have a picture of him laying face down in our kitchen, passed out sleeping, just like in a perfect like body sketch, like right. how you would sketch out a dead body. He's He's just done. fucking out cold in the kitchen. And it's one of the it's one of my favorite pictures every time I see it. And I, I, uh. I hope I like I hope my kids like go and live and get all those experiences and yeah, all that thing. I think everybody should have those. I would be, it's valuable to kind of. Well, and then you know what terrified. works and what doesn't. Yeah. And you're not that dude in your 30s at the bar that has no idea how to be drunk. Yeah, yeah. but how how are you not yeah. terrified? Like, dude, I remember my first beer. How old are you? <laughs> no shit. Dude, okay. What is your problem? Your kids are it's 18. Always, like, right, your son's so 18. He's, he's, he's about be 18 to be 18. November. How are you not terrified that he's going to do all the same shit you did? 
I hope to a point he does. But how? But when you think back, like how fucking dumb the shit that you did was. Right. Sometimes dangerous, I, definitely I, illegal. I hope he doesn't do the like, the crazy. Like I ended up in a cop car one night. Like, like. You're among friends. <laughs> we've all, we've, right, but my, been there a few sure, times. I'm sure my kids are gonna listen to this and my parents. But like, <laughs> I ended up in a cop car one night, and I, like that wasn't a good. Like, I hope he doesn't go that far. Right. Yeah. But I hope he goes and has all the fun times. Get a fake ID. Go learn how to drink. Like, and I've always, we've always been those parents. Like, you can drink with us. Nice. Like, I remember him a couple of years ago. So my daughter, when she, her birthday's June 25th. Every year we do a big blowout somewhere. So like, we come up to resort here. She picks it, and we just go all out for like two nights. Room service, the whole nine yards. And so I've got, I've got Trev. Like, we're in tubes at the. I think it's the Kierland, the Western mm-hmm. Kierland in Scottsdale, has a lazy river. Oh. Nice. So we get in lazy river and we find out that if you float up to the backside of the bar, the bartenders would turn around. They had to like kneel down, so it was kind of awkward, but they would take your order and just keep feeding you drinks. Yeah. So you're like, room 275, <laughs> no, whatever. Yeah. So like, we're past the drinks and so we're drinking with our kid. Like, he's got it. And he's, he was way cooler than I was at that age. Like, I'd have been like, Bro, <laughs> I'm drinking. Like, yeah. He was just like, he just lets it ride. Lay back, you know, sip of drinks. And then at Paul's thing for oh, my yeah. brother's record release, I made him a, I made him a, it's like Jack and Coke or something, handed it to him. And he's a super, like, too cool for school kid. Like, he doesn't talk a lot. He's pretty quiet, just kind of laid back. All of a sudden, I look over there and he's like, <laughs> dancing a little <laughs> bit. Talking to, my, Grooving. To, talking to his sister because my daughter's sitting there kind of watching him. He's like, Time is it? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hope he does. I hope he goes out and does that yeah. kind of stuff and has fun. But yeah, there's a uh, the cop car thing, dude. That was a nightmare just because of the repercussions of having to go to court. And then I kept missing my court potentially get up, get a lawyer. Work. Yeah, dude. All that stuff's just that's dumb. And it's I dumb. had buddies like I got out in just the nick of time because all the guys that I was work, working with and partying with. If you live that, well, if you guys live that lifestyle, you know that it just kind of it escalates. escalates. Yeah. And then, like, I think I'd been I'd been in Texas for like two months and found out like both my roommates got DUIs. One of them had got like an aggravated arrest because he had gotten a DUI. Ooh. And this is a kid whose dad's like a dare officer growing up. Dare you to like, do drugs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a pretty good dude, and I, I didn't, sh- he didn't strike, like, he was the responsible one of our, like, group. Yeah. He worked for American Airlines. He flew all over the place. They give you the tools to be your own boss. Exactly. <laughs> and so I find out, like, they both got a DUI. His first DUI was kind of funny. He rode a 50, like, the little Oh, yeah. that yep. doesn't count. Well, he kind of did it to himself because he rode it into fucking IHOP. That's, pro- that's a problem. Yeah, it's, a, it's a restaurant. It's not a store. <laughs> they sell so pie. They call it. <laughs> well, they call it. <laughs> they sell pie. They call the cops when he leaves, and so he gets pulled over. All oh, right. I feel like if law, you're out of there, right. So the law is 49 cc's. Really? Yep. And he's on a 50 he's cc. On a 50. So it was kind of a bullshit. You should have been well, like really one of these spark mind, plugs is like, no we good. We lived in Tucson, so we partied in Tucson so hard. Yeah. And Tucson goes. If you guys have been there, like. It goes hard. Like, downtown. I get that sense. I've never spent oh. any time in Tucson, but well, I get that sense. If you've ever drank with Coop, that's that's Tucson. All right. Like, but I didn't know Coop this. Like, this is yeah. a, life, a different life ago. But, yeah, I guess he, like, pulled over downtown. I was like, I'm not going down again. And, like, opens his <laughs> car door. 
and runs, runs. And like gets hung up on a wall, and it's like, dude, they have your car. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, they could get you. Yeah, but they you're gonna have to pick that up. At some can't point. prove that it was you driving. So that's I'm, true. Hope, you you go home and you report that car stolen. I hope my kids do what I did and like have a great time, and then Charlie's, know where the line yeah, is. Yeah, if you ever listen to Charlie Stell, Charlie Stell says you should be great and leave. I hope that he. I hope they. It's a good They call. be great and leave. Like, yeah. We're having a ton of fun right now. It's not going to go any worse. It's not going to get any... Because like, they definitely just kept... Like, after I left, like, they just kept partying. Yeah. So, that's where Bar Tabs of Memories came from. Okay. Dude, I made... I claimed... I was only claiming, like, 10% of my wages when I checked out mm-hmm. that night because I was bartending. And I claimed, like, 60 grand that year. Really? We made... Dude, I made so much money, and... My insurance was always getting canceled. My truck payment was always third. Like, they were getting ready to come get it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was a piece of shit financially because we went out every night. Yeah. Our, our nights off were Monday and Tuesday. And those were, like, pool days. And you were about how old? That's 20. 20. 20 yeah. 21. That sounds about right. I, I turned mean... 21 in Tucson. But we had fake IDs. I had fake ID from, like, 19 I on. turned 21 in prison. Did you really? Living life without... Pro- no. Yeah. I was like, that'd be a hell of a story. <laughs> yeah. I could... I wouldn't last in prison. Dude, <laughs> you'd be funny. That would be your... That would be your... Uh, yeah, that would be funny your, while they're butt-fucking me. <laughs> your form of payment would be your comedy. <laughs> like, he's funny. We gotta keep him around. I'm in, in a lot of time to really guy, be able to pay Yeah, his payments is comedy. He's in quite a bit of debt. <laughs> this guy, he's... He's living on borrowed time. Yeah. yeah, we just... We went out every night. And I remember my friends being like, dude, there's a bank right across the street go deposit just half of what's in your pocket and you won't ever have to worry about money. Cause I would make like three, 400 bucks a night Yeah, and worked all the time and just spent 300, 400 bucks a night. Dude. <laughs> and I didn't do drugs. Like those were bar tabs. Yeah. That's yeah. Those were just buying booze. Did, could you gamble? Did you gamble? No. I just, Arizona I just drank, man. Oh yeah. Fuck. In Oregon, you in Oregon, you could gamble in the bars. Oh, that would be so much fun. It's it is. pretty fun. Dude, one night, this, one night, Grant, I gambled a lot of nights. One night, I had to go to the ATM down the street and deposit money because my wallet wouldn't shut. I was winning so much money. That's I won awesome. 600 bucks that night. Now, overall, now, see, I lost all of it. I'm a bar game guy, so I would have figured out how to make that profitable and like oh, be yeah. able to pay for my drinking or something. That's what we try. That's what you try to do. But then right. once you're down twenty, you're like, well, I gotta get right. that twenty back. When you got the now booze, so you're just like, yeah, fuck it, anyways. Like, I used to throw pay, some money. I used in to there. pay my bills. I actually built my construction company off of poker. I used to pay my wow. bills playing poker. This Shit. was before music. I don't I even pay my debts playing poker. Music kind of took its took its place because it takes a lot of time yeah but it's probably part of the reason why i'm not married anymore well but music uh, or poker poker but i used to yeah i used to make quite a bit of money playing poker really yeah just in like local tournaments um i'd actually run down here and play the um talking stick used to have a oh sure that was like 150 dollar buy-in but you could win two or three grand damn thing in tucson and then I got really into cash games and started running cash games in town and coming and playing ring games and it's Should just a poker a, night one of these nights. It's a lonely life. You'd probably take all of our money, but I'd be curious what, to. What's crazy is it's no fun playing anymore because you get to a point. It'd be like going and, and like somebody just learning guitar mm-hmm. wants to jam with you. Okay. And it's like I like you, you know, know enough that it's keys, yeah. 
Well, when you're playing it and trying to pay your bills, it's like math. And it's... Yeah, and you're forced to really learn. Right. Yeah. And, like, I've read every book there is, and you're just in the middle of it, so it's super hard. Like, people are like, oh, let's play poker. And it's like, my brain's automatically like, hey, I have three outs. I get that. are like 40 to 1 right now. Like, this needs to be the bet. This is, there's so much. Yeah, all right. I couldn't line up with you. We'll play a different game. Right. I'm all about playing games. Okay, we'll play, we'll play categories. There you go. (laughs) Dictionary. Yeah. But it 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 uh it was categories the best. Game it wasn't. Fun. I'm a big Monopoly guy. It wasn't fun after a while. I own. I actually own quite a few Monopoly. Yeah. I love playing Monopoly with with uh free enterprise like capitalism rules. Yeah. Oh hell That's yeah. how I play with the kids. Yeah. Like dude, if, if I can buy it from you and I'm willing to pay you enough for it, like yeah, yeah, you could sell trade anything. I'm about to own this whole board. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> or I'm going down in flames. Yeah. But you gotta. But you gotta pass go before you can buy. Poker looks. That's a hard fast rule. Poker looks really cool on TV, but like when you get into the meat of it, mm-hmm. it's super lonely, and because nobody can like sit there with you. Yeah. And most of the guys that are really good at poker, so when you first start learning poker, that's the rush, and then that law of diminishing returns, just like with yeah. drug use or anything else, as the math takes over and it becomes business, you still get a little bit of a rush on good nights. But most of them are junkies, like either drugs or they'll be massively successful at poker, make hundred grand in a night, and then turn around and go blow all of it on a craps table. Or that's the problem: is the guys who can win are also the guys who are totally willing to blow it. Right. And it's it helped me in life, like in general in business. Oh, I bet it completely. I guess people, some people would agree, some people wouldn't. It completely detaches you from money. Yeah. So like I still to this day don't really have a monetary it's just numbers attachment to money. It's like how you keep score. Yeah. Because yeah. in poker, if you're attached to your money, you're already gone. Like yeah. you've lost. Period. Yeah. Because there's times where you don't have the best hand, but the odds and based off like so I've read a bunch of books on these guys that like work for the FBI and national security and stuff like that on reading people and understanding their yeah. nuances and things. But there's times where you have to be willing to shove all of it because that's what you're supposed to do at that point. And if you're attached to it or worried about losing you're it, it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah, that's I very was, interesting. I would be curious. I'd be curious about the books you read. I'd, I, I want to play poker. I'd like I to read. have a poker night. I already made that suggestion, and it doesn't sound like it's the right move. It's not move. fun. It's not fun for me. He made the analogy yeah, okay, that it's like we if go you're to a professional cabin. musician inviting. We go to the cabin. It's just going to take a lot of money. We're all playing poker. I don't care. It's te- I mean, that's a good well, point. Low stakes then. Yeah. Who cares? Yes. We could play like pennies or quarters. Yeah, $10 poker. Who fucking cares if you lose $10? I, so I went the other The analogy time. is it's like playing. It's like a professional musician having a first time guitar player come on stage and you like, got to like, like jam. Are you going like to Yeah, and jam. But, you but so what I was that? telling him was poker, like, not that I'm this great whiz at it, but it got to where it was a business and it's like not fun anymore. I'll beat you. Do it. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll beat you tomorrow. I don't even need to practice. I'll beat you. I'll beat you right when this is we'll done. Take all this money. Books can You're go gonna ahead. be disappointed. I'm gonna let I you know that them. right now. He says that to all the ladies too. It works out. You gotta keep the expectations low. Yeah. Yeah. You know where we're up to go from. Exactly. There. If I do good, it's like, oh well, neither of us expected that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The worst night I ever had was I got into Bellagio. And I went out for the 2009 World Series of poker and didn't go out to play the actual televised stuff, but all the cash games were so good. I think I'd been off the airplane like 45 minutes and we were all up a couple grand or something like that. But I got to Bellagio and started drinking. 
and I never drink. And I was in a high stakes room and I lost like 2,500 bucks pretty quick. I was like, that hurts. I've never yeah, even seen 2,500 bucks. Really? <laughs> yeah. My best night was like eight, <laughs> <laughs> my best night was like eight grand here at Talking Stick. Nice. I I haven't been to a casino here, and uh, I think it's because I'm afraid to open up that bag of words. It's breaking the seal. You yeah, don't want to break I, the seal because like, once you do, it's like I haven't gambled since I moved here, and I wouldn't say that I had a problem. <laughs> but I would say that if I had a problem, it was that I didn't have enough money to gamble, and I was gambling <laughs> anyways. That's so I don't, don't want to have a gambling problem. I have a money problem. Yeah, I've yeah. got a money. I'm out of money. I still want to gamble. It's not a gambling Talking problem. Talking legit though. Like it's so nice. Dude, we you... went to this one. We were going camping in Eastern Oregon, and there was just the Seven Feathers Casino. And we were like, oh, we'll fucking stop by. Ate some edibles, barbecued in the parking lot. We ate our food, went in as the edibles were kicking in. The most depressing, sad, slowest it's all local. casino you'll it's ever all meet. locals. It just took our money, and we were just like, we were maybe down like 40, 60 bucks. But we were like, there's no way we're winning money here. Yeah, no. We got to get the, it was the most depressing right. casino I've ever been in. Talking stick here is like Vegas style. Really? Yeah, right. and you forget that it's like right up the road, and it's 24-7. Yeah. And, but no windows. Dude, the food. You can, can you smoke inside? No, I don't think you can smoke Damn. inside anymore. In Oregon, you can smoke in the casinos. So they have a cigar. It's one of my favorite reasons <laughs> to go to the casino. They have, a cigar <laughs> bar, they have a cigar bar that you can smoke in that rules. It's really nice. All right. But the whole place is like super fancy. And now I think they've deregulated the game. So like they can have actual craps and all the other card like have you played craps games i don't understand it i don't really either but my dad has explained it to me my dad's a math teacher so he craps is the most likely to win at the casino right. so he plays craps and he's explained it to me a few times but bro it's so fun when you get on a hot table because everybody's rooting most of the time everybody plays the pass line so everybody's rooting for I've the same. I've already lost the pass line. I know line. it doesn't. That, that doesn't matter. Everyone's playing the same bet okay. basically. So everybody's rooting for whoever's rolling. Right. And then there's a couple assholes who play the don't pass line, which means you're betting against the guy rolling the dice. And everybody fucking hates that guy Obviously. because it's like you bet with the dice roller. We all want a hot table. You don't and, bet with the house, you son no, of a bitch. No, you son of a bitch. And my dad said that he was on a table in Vegas with his buddy Matt when they went one time, where there was a guy who was rolling the dice for like ten minutes. And like that's an ins- that's like that's, that's a long, a long that's time. A long and he was betting like big like my dad was betting conservatively and he was winning. He won like 2500 bucks. This guy was betting like aggressively and he was just raking in cash and everyone at the table was just making money. And then eventually the guy just cashed out and passed the dice. Me, he was like my only experience I, with craps was me and Cooper in Vegas. And he's oh, like, I got another craps, story. Craps. I got another story after like, this. I'll give you 300 bucks and I'll teach you how to play craps. And so I hadn't played poker in a while. Music had taken over. And uh, we got on the craps table. And I was, there was so much going on. And I didn't understand. I got down to like 100 bucks, And I figured I owe him. It's $300. And so I was like, dude, I'm going to go to the poker table. I'll be back. And I just went and played long enough to get his money back. Nice. And <laughs> get back. That's sweet, though. That was. When I was in, so I went to Vegas for my cousin's bachelor party. And they got, like, a bus that, well, okay, so they got a bus that would take them to the pools, but then afterwards they got, like, a, it had a package for, like, you could go to three casino nightclubs, and you'd go to each of them for, like, a half an hour or or whatever. 
So we went to one and we got in and we were drinking and shit. I was already hammered. We rode a mechanical bull. I lasted like a sec, like literally the first buck I fell off. I was wearing my shoes. There was no shoes allowed. I was fucking hammered. So we go to the second nightclub and the guy's like, tell, like I'm fucked up. And so he's asking me questions to see if I can get in or not. And he asked me how many quarters are in a dollar. And I either said something smart. I don't remember. I either made a smart ass retort or I got the question wrong. I don't know. He, <laughs> either, way, either way, I did not get in. So they, so my friends were like, all right, we're going to be here for 45 minutes. Meet us at this statue in 45 minutes. So I was just, I went up to the statue and I was like, all right, I'll just wait here for 45 minutes because I'm not going to be able to find this place again. Well, like 50 feet away was a crab stable. So I went over to the crab stable. I was too drunk to get into the thing. I went over to the crab stable, put a hundred bucks down. I ended up winning like $300. My friends eventually come back and like get me. And I go down and I talk to the guy and I'm like, hey, you didn't let me in here, but I just won 300 bucks at the crab stable. And, so, and then we fucking went to the next concert or to the next. I'm sure he was devastated. Yeah. I, it probably didn't even come out as clean as I remember because I was fucking hammered. Hey, man, look at the guy. I cat. probably just went down and talked shit to this guy and then left. You didn't let me in. And then we went to the next, we went to the next. It was a real pretty one. We went to the moment. next bar and it was the next nightclub and they were like, all right, dude, you got to soak, like, you got to get into this one because this is a concert and we're probably going to be at this one for a while. So I sobered up and I got in. I'm pretty sure there was no problem. I even went down the stairs like a fucking champ. And we went in, there was like a champ. There this was, guy went down the stairs like a champ. There was no problem. We get it. It was a fucking little John concert. Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? So we were fucking jamming to little John. And I went up to the bar to get a water. And it was just a fucking standard Fiji water. The guy takes the lid off for me. And he goes, that'll be $55. And I was like, what? And he's like, that'll be $55. So I gave him $55 because. For I, a bottle of Fiji? Yeah, yes. So I did. I was like, whatever, Little bro. John comes expensive or he doesn't come at all. I just won 200 bucks at the craps table. So I was like, whatever. And then from that point on, I was, there was people that would get like buckets of booze and it would come with two Fiji waters. And I would just walk around asking the people like, hey, can I have that water? And they would give me the water because they didn't give a fuck. And so I was just fucking drinking like, water. I'm drinking $50 water. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. And also, I don't know if you've had Fiji water, but it tastes like shit. I love Fiji <laughs> water. No, it's not good. It's like Arrowhead water. That's all I drink. No, water. dude. I was not and having You drink Arrowhead? Arrowhead's horrible. Okay. I was not. That's what I'm talking about. Arrowhead is the worst one. The best water, in my opinion, actually, is the big bottles at Circle K. That's like Circle K labeled water for some reason. But then after that, it's Fiji for me. Interesting. I have Fiji in my refrigerator. I'm a big Fiji in the fridge, baby. I'm a big Aquafina guy. Somebody's doing well. Yes. Dude, at Walmart, it's like a dollar something for the. Yeah, well, at a nightclub in Vegas, it's fifty-five (laughs) dollars. Talk about ROI. No kidding. Fuck. Fuck real estate. I don't want to sell Fiji water in Vegas <laughs> at bars. Bro, the guy was probably, he he probably was fucking with me. I don't know, but I was just like, fuck this. But you paid 55 bones. I didn't have a choice in my in my eyes. I was probably like staring at him like, I've never even heard of $55. <laughs> like he's all yeah. under, like gun under his head. Like, hey, just like, Jesus you're going to pay me $55. Yeah. You can't leave. This is America. <laughs> you're paying. And then, This bro, is America. This is Vegas. Bro, that night. I'm not gonna name. I don't know if I, I'm not gonna name any names, but I did a line of coke, and then my buddy, my one of the guys that was also in the, one of the guys that was there, fucking walks over and puts a fucking Adderall in my mouth. There you and go. I took that and bro, we slept approximately zero minutes. 
And then I thought, bro, I thought we were staying. So I went up. It was when I went up on Friday. And I thought we I was staying Saturday and we were coming home Sunday. And they were leaving Saturday. So we I partied hard the only night that I was and then I had to drive back here the next day on zero hours of sleep. Oh, that's hung over as fuck. That drive from Vegas to here is rough. It's, there's nothing. I listened to him nothing there. It's I listened just, to a Mark Norman Joe Rogan podcast for the first time. It was like new, so I it was fairly enjoyable. At least had something. But I wanted to die. I remember when you got back from that. Yeah, you guys were like, we're going out. You want to go? And I was like, no. I I watched the sunrise from the Hooters Hotel balcony listening to Brooks and Dunn coming down, maybe, <laughs> from cocaine and Adderall, hammered. Was it Neon Moon? It was a, yeah, it was Neon Moon. It was a lot of songs. Yeah. I was, my, my buddy comes out, who's one of my best buddies that is, for, like from my cousin's friends he's like you look listening to Brooks and Dunn right now and I was like yeah he's like fuck yeah and then he just goes back inside I was like alright I haven't done Vegas too many times did Vegas I've done longer. Vegas too many times I've only been there twice Actually, I don't think I've <laughs> ever been uh, I don't think I've ever uh, like partied partied in Vegas dude you know what's worse than Vegas Reno Reno I've never been to Reno don't Go Don't unless you're going to a Beavers Paul TP likes Reno unless you're going to a, unless you're going to a Beaver game I went to Vegas one time to try out for Survivor. I could see you on Survivor. Yeah, Dude, dying. it was our family show. My sister and I both tried out. and Your my sister, sister didn't get on either? No. And she sent in videos. My sister went after it. but um, What was her reasoning? She just always wanted to be on Survivor. No, no, what was their reasoning oh. for not using y'all? I don't know. I mean, they, just, you guys were they get young. a lot of you guys were young. Oh, yeah. No, Shawnee would have done an awesome job. You guys were young as fuck, though. Uh, yeah, Shawnee was probably... 18. I was in college. Shawnee was probably 18. You guys should have gone for, like, uh, real world... Yeah. Levels, like, the challenge. Well, here's the crazy part is... So, my sister's a cute girl, and there was a bunch of old Survivor champions there. Like, legends from Survivor. They were all there, and they took a liking to my sister. And she still didn't get on the show? Still didn't get on the show, but we did end up in their hotel playing the Survivor board game with them. They I'm had not the sure Survivor if that's board cool game. Or like super lame on their part. Both. Cool for y'all. Cool for us. But how Probably not you to cool have for them. Probably not cool for them. In Vegas? Oh, yeah. That was their idea of fun. Let's go idea. back to our place and let's play a board game? Yeah. My guess is they probably that didn't just want the whole family the to come. That I think uh, a lot of the people on Survivor suck. <laughs> yeah. Shawnee would have done a good How job. How much of a shitty human do you have to be to be like, hey, I know we're in the world's largest adult playground, but... The ones who were down to play were narcissistic. Well, I have this were you guys even old enough to drink? Were you old enough to drink? Uh-uh. Yeah, so Shawnee... But, never, yeah, so I have I'm, this board game that has me on it. I mean, yeah. We could like, go back to my room and we could play my board game. Yeah. It's like an NFL player, like, hey, you want to come back to my house and play Madden? I'm in the game, so... <laughs> I don't know if you know this. You could be me if you uh, want. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I've been to Vegas maybe three or four times. I've been twice, and I don't, I don't really want to go back. Well, for me, hangovers last so much longer. We're so busy playing music, I have a hard time like saying, "All right, I'm gonna go to this place and party for yeah two days and come home." That's yeah, that's the other thing. It's like if you have a free weekend, you try to enjoy that weekend and take it casual because you know next weekend. You're going to be tired and exhausted. Well, so it's just like this me, and coming Fluff, weekend, me and Fluff coming, did hit a jackpot, though. This coming weekend was supposed to be that weekend, and he's not going to hear this because it won't be out till after. But um, This is coming out today. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Probably it's like an hour after you leave. I can't say anything then. Never mind. 
What do you I mean? I was looking forward to having well, next we weekend wait. off. Uh-huh. We can and wait like if just you want to wait. No, it's all good. And I don't think, I don't think, I think next weekend's going to be another busy fucking... Oh, yeah. I just want to sleep for like 24 <laughs> hours. Yeah. How are you doing on time? We don't want to... Uh, yeah, you got to... I got like 15, 20, so right. 12, 30. All right. Yeah, wrap it up by one. We'll be good. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I was looking forward to uh, crashing. Yeah. And sleeping. Are you staying here or are you going back down to Safford? No, I go to Safford. Okay, wow. You got a little trip ahead of you still. Yeah, grab some grub, hit the road. Yeah. And then go to bed. And yes. Because every life starts back up. To, I always tell people I live two lives. Life starts back up in the morning. Dude, for real. I, I get that. Work and kids and all the huge. The fucking daily grind, as yeah. they say. The usual. Yeah, we stuff. don't have any sort of anything resembling a kid. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we're not tethered. And I'm exhausted. Like We're not tethered to anything. That's perfect. Like just No, it out. is perfect, but I'm saying I'm tired. You've oh, got to be exhausted. Oh, right, right. Well, and luckily my kids, they're, they're pretty self. They take care of themselves. But yeah. like I cook them breakfast and yeah. make sure they get to school and all that jazz. Jay, you guys got it made, man. I remember these days, like not having a dog, not having... Bro, I want a dog so bad, but even that is like too much. No, you can't go. Yeah, yeah. You can't just it's pick like, up and take off. Say, like, bro, yeah. I'm out. That's I'm, why. Yeah, same thing. I want a dog, but I can't. We're do it. both out of the house probably three to four nights a week. Like, there's maybe one night a week where one of us is here. Right. Like, that's not fair to the dogs. Yeah. No, exactly. My cat is fine. Well, cats don't need. That's cats what. I, that's why I got a cat. Is because like a cat can deal cat with me being dog. Give a shit. Right. No, I just got food. And I, we've got dogs, but I've got kids that, you know, they're there most of the time. Yeah. yeah. We get the neighbor kid to take care of them. But yeah, dude, that, those are the days, man. Just not uh, not having any kind of responsibility. I used to, it's funny, I used to love it so much when I was single. And then I would get in a relationship and be like, why did I do this? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I said I wasn't going to do this again. Because when I was single, we'd just, like, take off. Yeah, yeah. you just go. You can just do whatever. For American Airlines. Nice. So they would, like, jam out to, like, St. John's for the weekend. That's sick. Because if you were American Airlines and you could sign up a companion, you had to dress nice and you had to fly standby. Hey. So they would just like, do you work in today? No. You working tomorrow? Get somebody to cover your shift. Let's go sit at the airport. What does what does dress nice mean? Like, like shirt, jeans like, and like a collar. Shirt? And oh. Had to have it tucked in and like look nice. But uh, like, well, let's go sit at the airport. Let's see if we can get to Miami. Yeah. Like get to Miami. Look, see if we can get to St. Croix. Yeah, like, fuck yeah. Like, just, I don't know. That sounds, yeah, my cousin worked at uh, this little airport out of Bend, Oregon, or out of Redmond. And, uh, yeah, one weekend he just went to Ireland. I want to go to Ireland. That'd be cool. I want to go to Ireland, Scotland, all that jazz. Yeah. There's a red dirt pub crawl that they do that's, like, artist in that scene. And it's just acoustic, so you just have to haul your acoustic. Yeah. But they spend, like, a week and a half in Ireland. Sounds and they awesome. play a different pub every night. That sounds fucking like, badass. Damn. Song swapping and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, so I mean, cool. Ireland's huge country music fans. Yeah. Yeah. That's badass. Apparently, country music comes from Celtic music or something. There's I'm a not, lot of overlap between Celtic music and blue. I'm not hip on my Celtic. I'd There's like a lot of mandolin. Music. I'd like to do Europe. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I would think to be able to do it and enjoy it and do it right. Like, you'd have to be gone for, like, a month or two. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, 
like the Merrills and the Teefees. I don't know. Do you know that group mm-hmm. of people? So it's they're they're peacemakers and oh, uh, like uh, Natalie Merrill. And, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I know. I know them. Nat's, Nat's parents, uh, Dave and Margie. Dave passed away yeah. this last year, and then the Teefees, John and Kelly, they did like a. I do bet they were gone for like two months, but they did like local. So they would go to it. They were in like. Um, can't think of the towns but they'd be in a town mm-hmm. and they'd be in like an Airbnb Airbnb for a week and they would just live there like eat local take it local, in yeah go see all the stuff that's and then cool move to another one for like 10 days and then move to another, like they did all of Europe that way that's another yeah. reason to do music is like it's an excuse to travel and see shit like yeah and then get paid while you're doing it like right it's the best good and do you need to refresh on that water or anything no no I'm good you I gotta get on that USO around. tour <laughs> you can really see some serious stuff. Yeah, you can see some action. Pull out a guy. You, you, yeah, you grabbing a beer? On a USO yeah. tour, I don't know yeah. that you go somewhere that's like super fun. <laughs> no. Probably not. Probably on a sand. Anywhere that we have soldiers, I don't think anybody's wanting to like go hang out. No, it's not a that's not a travel destination. You show up on your USO tour and you're like, oh, this is beautiful. I I mean I've heard I've heard from people that like the Middle East there's cool stuff to see, but not a, I don't think so. I think Dubai would be cool. Dubai has some crazy shit. Dubai is like an indoor snow park. Dubai has 24-hour PGA-level golf courses that are completely lit at night. Dubai is like has like ultra like right, uber rich people, right? right? Like they're like it's just insane. Like people just driving around Bugattis. Like well, that's where they have the so much money. They started making islands by just pumping sand into the ocean. How? What is, is that? An oil? Is that oil country? Oil money. Oil. Yeah. God damn. Could yeah, you imagine? Indoor snowboard park. They're the ones that started the. Um, have you seen the surf parks? Yeah. Like the controlled where they make their they, own waves. Yeah. They started that. They have the world's tallest building. I'm pretty sure they built that just yeah, for shits and gig- just for shits and giggles. Like. Yeah, dude. That that's like, in, like, could you imagine if you just had. You bought a stake of land in like Texas to start a farm, and then you had like a natural oil spring. Right. You're just fuck it. Just oil money for the yeah rest of your for life. the rest of your life forever. Just, I mean, that's literally that's what happened to Jerry Jones, and that's why he owns the Cowboys. He used to just buy plots of land. Like he he was he had money, and he was like a gambling man, and he would just buy. Well, they would buy up mineral rights. Yeah. Texas mineral rights is a huge thing. Yeah, and then. And then they he just got a couple of good ones. Because in Texas, it's not uncommon for people to sell land and retain the, the mineral rights. Yeah. My family, so my grandpa's dad on my dad's side had a farm in Oklahoma. And we have uh, mineral rights to, like, a claim a land that we just learned about, like, not, like, six months ago. And they're trying to buy it from us. And so my dad's like, well, maybe they're trying to buy it from us because there's something there. Like, we right. should look into this. Might want to check it. And it was just like, it. it's just like a stupid, like, it's not a lot of land. It's a stupid fucking thing. But my family is just the type of family to, like, really dig into that. The mineral rights. Dude. Figure That's out what's that. going yeah, on. Yeah. I, got a, I have a cousin who got his trapper's license so that he could pick up roadkill on his way up to his fucking claim that he bought to Goldpan with his kids. That's nuts. He's a fuck. He's he's started his own fucking like uh, asphalt seal coating business. He's he's fucking smart, but he's crazy. Kevin's whole family goes super hard, loves to drink, and then there's Kevin's parents. Yeah, my parents are straight edge weirdos. Both educators. But, but their siblings and all of their families like to party. 
Really? So I definitely got like the genes of my family, family yeah. but not my family. That's funny. My brother doesn't really drink, like, but I. You got a little tipsy that last so night do, of camping. You do enough for everybody. Yeah, I make up for it. Yeah, okay. Don't worry, mom and dad. I got this. I got this. You guys. My mom. Claim, my mom claims she's never been drunk. My mom hasn't. Like that's her claim. It's like what? And like I've made her drinks, but like she'll have two, and then. I really I tried I've to push her when she came like down half, for mom's weekend. I've seen my mom have like half a beer. Wow. My mom would never. My mom would not drink. Like beer is not even a question. Like a wine cooler is probably like she'll have like a vodka crayon. A vodka crayon, and that's it. Well, somebody, My parents are partying. Somebody who doesn't drink a vodka crayon will put your dick in the dirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When your parents look like they're 12, so... They're young, not, youthful, and vibrant, but they... not age in your family? No. You like, can see his fucking grandpa. His grandpa's like, like 84 and looks 64. That's funny. Just walking around, making decisions. Making decisions. Like, <laughs> old farmer, car, dude. Driving? He, yeah. Yeah. He's just old school farmer, never technically retiring, just always tinkering just on shit. And, yeah. yeah. He is adamant against drinking now. Really? My parents yeah. love to party. He is so against it because of what he saw, I think, in nah. Panama. Oh. But, uh. Back in Nam. Yeah, my mom. So one time, and this still haunts my mom, but back in the day, I don't, I don't know how long ago, but they were all very much adults. And. My mom just had, they all met at my grandparents' house, and they had, like, a little wine night. My grandpa got home, took my mom out to the woodshed, and gave her a long talking to. Really? Yeah. And my mom still talks about the woodshed talk, and it's like, yeah, they like to party, but Grandpa Sam is so against it, it's not funny. He's not okay with it. The most teetotaler. Huh. Nice guy. Luckily, he's not in the podcast. Otherwise, so you at this point, of, we've gotten letters written, or I've gotten letters written to me about how I need to catch his family. Podcast. My family, pretty cool. His family. My parents like the party, and the rest of the family does not. And they heard this podcast, and my aunt wrote me a letter asking me to take it down. <laughs> Ask you to take the podcast uh-huh. down? Yeah, we said no. Yowza. We were like, eh, we don't have that it's many like, listeners. This podcast isn't for you. Like, this is not a family show. Right. We make it for our friends and whoever wants to listen. I told my I'm parents. I'm not doing this to, like, share with the family. That's why I've never mentioned it. I told right. my parents openly when we made it. I was like, yeah, me and Austin are making a podcast. You can listen to it if you want. But, you, A, don't judge me. And, B, he will not like it. Yeah. yeah I'm probably going to suggest I don't think, that my parents don't. I don't think they've podcast. listened to it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not, it's, yeah, it's not we're, a just, show it's we're just talking shit. Like, we don't even mean half the things we say. I love it. It's but, so much fun to listen to. Yeah. So well, we heard. appreciate it. We started it f- almost... Almost five years ago. Four and a half years ago. The only reason I even knew it existed is because Laura tagged you for, for like an open mic or something, and she's like, Kevin from Good Time and Buds, and I was like, yeah. what the fuck is Good Time and Buds? Yeah. Shout out to like, Laura. It's a podcast. Shout out to Laura. Shout out to Laura. Shout out to Tom Paul. Shout out to TJ, Pat James Jr. Laura Hamlin. Laura Hamlin, who Fucking will be on this show Shout out enough. to Jackson Republic. Yeah. Jackson. I miss my brother. We gotta get that guy on the pod. Yeah, he uh he lives on my route because sometimes I have to go up to Salt Lake, and since he lives in Cedar City, I can go through that way if I want to. And so I think next time I go up there, I'm gonna stop by and say hi to him. Was, do you have his phone number? Um, no, I think we just text it's me over and, Instagram. Text or me and get it from me. He he's playing up there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Stop, hell yeah. Stop and do a song. He dude, he'd probably be thrilled. I always bring my guitar, so like he'd probably be thrilled to have somebody play with him because he plays like those three or four hours by himself. Yeah. 
I know an idiot like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, hell yeah. I mean, Those things will suck your brother's life awesome. out of you. Yeah. Well, not if you're narcissistic. <laughs> I just like playing music. I don't get narcissistic. I don't get narcissistic from me either. Like I don't get it either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he uh, my brother's the talented one, man. He started playing music long before I did. Started writing songs long. He's how much older than you? He's four and a half years younger than me. Younger than you? Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Younger brothers are always just better, you know. Yep. Yeah. He got the brother. skinny. He got the skinny into the gene pool. <laughs> He was, he was like 12, he had abs. Really? Yeah, he never One did those guys. for him. Just getting to eat whatever he yeah, wants. Yeah, I was a kid that was like, give me the little Debbies. All Leave me them. alone. Shane, we've got a good crossroads on that. He, he's so. the one running. Like, <laughs> like never What's this guy running for? He's all in, he's What's all he running fit? from? What's he running from? Yeah. He's all fit. What an idiot. But yeah, he's, he's got a great EP out. That town he lives in is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. I only went. Usually, I don't go the Vegas way. Wait, I usually go Cedar City. Yeah. Yeah. I usually go up through um, through Page and go that way. So I never go through Cedar City because the other way you have to do the Vegas run. But yeah, I'll have to make an exception because when I go see him, I I usually uh, fly in because I can fly into Vegas for next to nothing and just drive to him. Yeah. But still, like a three-hour drive. So that's the tough struggle. Is it's three hours to here, mm-hmm. forty-five minute flight, three hours, or I can just drive 12, there in like yeah. 10, 11. Not to mention driving. A, you don't have to wear a mask. Uh, I can stop get some food. Well, like now, that's very recent. Dude, I hope that we get rid of that soon. Yeah. In airplanes. I feel like it's not. So miserable. They're doubling down when everything else tells them it should be the opposite. But that's how it works. Trust the science. Those with power don't want to give up power. Yeah. Trust the science when it backs your narrative. <laughs> yeah. Anything contradicts it, you shut it down and you cancel them. Canceled. Cancel science. Canceled. You guys know who John Christ is? I know uh-huh. Jesus Christ. No, John Christ. John Christ, uh-uh. Yeah, the comedian? I thought Dude, I knew almost funny. all the comedians. He's funny as I don't shit. listen to that he much He has comedy. that canceled video that went viral. Where he's like walking through Walmart, uh-huh. and he's like, Keebler elves? No, it's little people. Cancel. <laughs> and he like goes to the store, and he's just like, Cancel. And Jemima? Absolutely not. Do they know the struggle? <laughs> Canceled. Like, he just. Never check him out. He just picks apart, like, all everything, of Walmart. Everything? Like, and cancels, like, three quarters of Walmart on a video. Walmart's the right place for it, too. Dude, it's so Walmart funny. He's, he does all kinds of videos, though. All right. Like, making fun of people in general. But yeah, he was like canceled. <laughs> He's like paper plates. Like he cancels paper canceled. plates for some reason. You want trees? Those bits are starting to become less uh, absurd, though. Right. Like right. it's like well, all this is sort of coming true. How many things are we going to cancel? I know. We tried to cancel plastic straws. Dude, and in some places they haven't. The regular, stra- the other straws suck. So I'm not a straw guy. They don't suck. That's the problem. I'm typically not a straw guy, right? Yeah, but just your man. When I want a straw, I'm used to having a straw. Yeah. Dude, there's nothing more disappointing than like catching like a, a boat drink or something mm-hmm. and going to get a drink out of the straw and it's like soggy cardboard. Yeah. It sucks, dude. It's like well, this isn't working. It's dude. like I have to drink this fast, otherwise it's just gonna disintegrate. Who the fuck came up with that idea? Liberals. <laughs> the same people making the laws and the regulations, which is not good. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, I, I don't understand the straw thing. Like, why can't we have regular straws back? Also, there's a lot bigger problems, but for whatever reason, we're going to focus really hard in on straws. Like, I'm... What are they doing with the extra straws? Because there was a lot of plastic straws that were manufactured. Are those just in the ocean? Killing turtles? Probably. Instead of in my probably, drink? They're probably sitting in containers in California. <laughs> yeah. It's shipping containers full of straws. They're using these big diesel trucks to move them around, polluting the environment. Yeah, it's and stuff. China's problem now. It's China's problem. <laughs> we sent them all over there. Yeah. Hey, y'all want some straws? We're not using Where we're they're still using, free we're not, we're in not China. Using straws anymore. They bend in the middle. You know, like that. Straws aren't our jam. <laughs> yeah. Because apparently. Yeah, dude. Apparently one, a couple turtles did it. one turtle died. Oh, man. Well, it was fun, dudes. Yeah. It is. We're going to go out time. on uh, Birds of a Feather. Are we? Oh, yeah. I love how you guys just pick tunes and roll out on tunes. That's the way to do it. So, ladies and gentlemen, go out there, listen to Cold Trains. Shout out to all our friends. Shane Britt, thank you for being our yeah, first man. official Thanks guest. Thanks for having me. Drew Cooper, you got to do this. Drew oh, Cooper. Yes. Uh, yeah, the publicity you guys are going to see <laughs> is, it's, we're about you, to you've heard it. forward to a giant bump and listen. You've heard of the Oprah bump? Uh, get ready for the Good Time and Buds bump. I'm pretty sure that's just Coke on a table, right? Up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Upwards of 12 people listen to this podcast. I mean, that's all Consistently, though, like, we would hey, like to say that. Shout out, out to those guys, too. Shout out to those guys. Sut, Tyson, Ian, Fluff, Fergani. See, so weird I get that. It sounds great, though. Thanks, man. I Dude, dude, I was trying to think of songs on stage, bro, your mind completely goes empty. I was on stage the other day trying to think of a joke. I had like a couple minutes left, and I was trying to think of a joke, and I, I was just like, dude, did you watch? You watch the Theo Vaughn's Netflix yeah, oh special? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've watched it only five times. Tell me that the, the molesting thing was not the funniest. Yeah, dude. He's like, you know who's not getting kid in touch? Charlie's dumbass. Yeah. Kitty yeah. yeah, dude. He uh, with that accent, he could just sort of get away with it. Yeah, because he could just kind of play dumb. With like. his persona, he, yeah. yeah. Like mispronounces words on purpose. Yeah, like, like he's an penis, idiot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bert Kreischer does that too. He always calls him Ben Affleck. Bert's, Bert's solid gold. I love when he talks about his kids. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and I imagine, like, once I have kids, like, that stuff's going to hit way harder, too. Like, it's already oh, yeah, good, dude. but, like, once you have kids, it can really relate. Like, yeah, fuck so, yeah. It was, like, the, was like where they put their fingers in their butt and let the dog... Let the dog... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do it again! Do it again! <laughs> he just loves calling the kids dipshits. Right. Yeah, the kids sounds like a trip. Yeah, he got a pistol and he, like, lost the magazine and <laughs> yeah. used it for the flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm walking around my house naked, pointing my gun at people. He's just like, yeah, just like pointing at people. <laughs> I need the light. Yeah. It's like, whether you're pro-gun or you're, if you're anti-gun, you're not going to like this bit. If you're pro-gun, you're really not going to like this bit. Bla- he was blasting on his wife for eating one egg. Yeah. He's like, who eats one egg? You always make two and you think you might want one. He's yeah. Like, yeah, that's Bert's mentality, though, in a metaphor. Like, he's always going to go above and beyond, whether it's drinks or whatever, because you never know. I love when he talks about his kids. Yeah. Isla, 
just kidding. Isla, Isla sounds like... He's like, Isla's retarded. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking his other daughter, Georgia, like, seems like a really... She likes to read. Right. And then Isla's just a wild card. I feel like there's no comedians with kids that don't eventually just start doing bits about their kids. Like, that's because and, there's a lot yeah, of material that there. kind of bothers me. Because you like what the, whatever their comedy was before. Yeah, like, I don't... Kid comedy's funny though. Like, it really I know, is. but I mean, and I probably well, and you can't write mind. that stuff. The kids just do and it, and all of a sudden would, you got I something. I probably would change my mind if I had kids, but it's just like when you're doing comedy, like, like if Mark Norman, he's gonna get married and then he's gonna have kids, and then he's probably gonna start doing marriage bits and kid bits. But kids, and it's like I don't want to hear that. Yeah, but by then kids. maybe you'll be married. Probably not. Kids Let's be honest. Kids no, I, well, I probably. Yeah. I'm just naturally fun. Like, I was playing the other day, I was over at Teacher's house. His little boy's like five. I guess he's six now. This is like six and a half. He's like five. We're playing a game. We're like, dude, this is. You're trash, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What are these kids pick this stuff up? He like, trash. Ash, bro. <laughs> Alright, dudes. Alright. All right, well, thank you, Shane. Britt. Coming on the show and uh, Check anytime out the you want trains. to come back and do it again. Yeah. Always dude, welcome, that's dude. Awesome. And if yeah, anybody yeah. wants to come on, they're always welcome. Always welcome. Hit go, us up. Go check out the Colt Trains. Dude, we'll do it. Go uh, see them live. We'll do a, a me and Coop and Tej one one of these days. Yes, yeah, fuck yeah. Absolutely. Dude, we'll just get a bunch of chairs in here and have a good time. A show or something. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're mobile, so if you guys want to just do it somewhere, we'll show up. Like, Hell yeah. We'll set that up. All right. Thanks, dudes. Thanks for being on. Thanks for being on.